Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to episode 33 of the Swinging Flamingo podcast. Oh, just because you think you've been on a cruise, now you're talking all, uh... Arr, matey. I'm a pirate. (laughs) So, have you got your land legs back under you? No, I don't. Actually, when I go into our bathroom, for some reason, when I come out, I get dizzy. I do not know why. I can go into our other bathroom and be fine. I no longer have to hold on to the wall to pee when I go into a public restroom. Well, I still am. Have you been drinking too much since the cruise? Still drinking my rum like I've been on the ship still, (laughs) like a pirate. It must be nice to be able to carry that lifestyle. I'm not used to waking up and not having a big buffet for breakfast. It's kind of disappointing. No, I actually ate a lot of fruit, and I was surprised because I don't do a lot of breakfast, but I would get up craving fruit. That's what we joked about, is we had this whole buffet available to us, and we're eating pineapple and a little bit of oatmeal. We were pretty simple (laughs) about it. The world at our fingertips, and we still go with the basic stuff. Well, but what did I say uh, before we went on the ship? I'm going to take some workout gear because I know I'm going to need to work out on the ship. Did I not say that? How'd that work out for you? You left me. I showed up in the gym. Yeah, you did. Scared the hell out of me. I've never seen you roll out of bed to go to the gym. And I was in the fitness center one morning and you came in and said, why the hell did you leave me? And everybody looked and I'm like, the guy next to you started cracking up. We all jumped. You came busting like a hurricane. (laughs) I've never seen you in a gym. I wasn't sure it was you. I had to do a double take. I thought some other random hot chick was uh, accosting me there. Well, I knew I was going to eat a little more than I typically do. So I had to Walk off some of my bread. (laughs) So we're getting ahead of ourselves. As you know from the last episode, if you happen to listen, we were on the Temptation Cruise. So let's go ahead and throw that out there so everybody's caught up with us. But how many times did you make it to the gym during the week? No, just the once. It's the thought that counts. Well. Did you walk enough to work off all that bread? Yeah. I mean, I'll let the cat out of the bag. We were ambassadors, and so I walked that ship probably 10 miles in a two-hour period. (laughs) We put in some footwork, so we got our steps in. We weren't counting them or counting calories that week, but we definitely got our steps in. Someone else did, and then I got to thinking, damn, we should have fucking counted our steps. Did did they say how many miles they walked? No, I I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a lot. Walked four miles in a day? (laughs) Damn, this is a lot of freaking work. (laughs) Well, before we talk about that, I'm super excited. Eye candy is in Dallas this month. On the 26th at Colette, I believe. Yes. Do you know the theme for this one? Fetish. I'm super excited. Have you got a fetish outfit ready? I've got a bunch. It's picking which one I want to wear. I might have to put some baby powder and squeeze into something. So apparently you didn't work off all the bread from the cruise. You look curvy. Just roll with it. Yeah. (laughs) And not in my normal spots. That's the bad thing. But come out to Colette's on the 26th to the eye candy party and see us. We're jumping right into this since we got a lot to cover, so let's talk about some other things we got coming up. Once again, we will be included in the Podbash event, which we're super excited about. We're already gearing up for that one. I'm so glad that the Front Porch Swingers wanted us back this year. You didn't make too big of a scene last year where we're not included? Is that what you're saying? 
I think it helped that I did the splits and showed my vagina to the whole crowd. Is that a plus? They were like, yes, her vagina's out. You're a little bit full of yourself tonight. I know. It don't happen too often. No more drinking for you on a recording night. <laughs> Miss full of herself. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go to the website podbashevent.com. If you register, please reach out to us or whichever podcast you choose and let us know that you got a room. We got a fun new lineup of podcasters being included this year. And last year was a fabulous event. Got to noticing that a lot of the people that were there last year have already booked rooms. We lost our damn room that we had last year, so I'm a little perturbed about that. That's okay. Like I said in our Telegram group, I'm just going to crash whoever is in that room, and I'm going to use the shower and the tub and the bidet. Well, I made a big faux pas. I posted on the Telegram group, and I said, all right, who's the asshole who got our room, room number 135? And this couple popped up, and they said, uh, sorry, that's us. And I got to look, and I'm like, okay, I already knew it was Adam from the naked relationship. You're not Adam. And I messaged the guy. I said, I'm so sorry. I was just trying to be funny, and I put the wrong room number. And they're like, sorry, we took your room. I'm like, I, I, this, that's my fault. I'm dyslexic. Let's just blame it on that. I was drinking during business hours. That's what you get for trying to be funny in the typing world. It does not come across the way you meant it. And then you mess up on the wrong room number. Go figure. They're going to have to wait to meet me in person to realize I'm an asshole rather than <laughs> online. It's going to be a fun trip. We had a great time last year. We'll probably take a few more days in Florida and go see some people or go back to the beach again. We're getting where we don't waste our time in Florida. I think that's almost our second home. I'm excited because... Last year, I did the flogging session. Let me put it that way. And for those of you that don't know, go back and check out our pictures. <laughs> You'll know what I'm talking about. So I can't wait to see what I'm going to try this year. If you've never seen an ass that's swollen up like a Macy's Day parade float, go check it out. <laughs> Let me put it this way. I knew, I felt what butt implants felt like. Like It was the most bizarre thing I'd ever felt. You look like a blonde white girl J-Lo <laughs> by the end of that weekend. I don't know how your ass fit in the plane seat on the way back. I know. Everyone was so worried about it. But I was like, as long as I sat down evenly, I was okay. <laughs> so our travel schedule's filling up. Uh, what else we got coming up? Oh, let's see. Some, I guess, big events that we have coming up this summer because it's going to be here before we know it. We've got Nadia New Orleans. Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and commit to that. Yeah. It's such an amazing event. We'll have FOMO if we don't this year. Oh, yeah. We love it too much. And then we also have um, Club OKC's pool party. I'm anxious for that. That's always our big to-do and has been for the last 13, 14 years. What's funny, we were joking with the current owners and telling them how many years we had been. And they said, y'all have been more years than we have owned the club. <laughs> I said, yeah, we, we were here a few years before you. Well, this summer's full of pool parties. I think we're going to go to Eden's pool party. We haven't been to that one since, I think, the first one. Yeah. We've kind of missed a bunch of years due to limited travel. We can only do so many things in so many days. Hell, I was looking. We could literally do something every week in July if we wanted and had the time and money. Well, and that's how it is every year. July is like the craziest month for us. Well, there's a eye candy party. There's purgatory. Lake of the Ozarks. There's just there's more than we can physically get around to do. Oh, yeah. You remember a couple of years ago, we had a float trip and then drove. We took like a 14-day excursion and yes. did a float trip and then went to the pool party. And we had some of our friends that did the exact same thing, remember? Yeah. <laughs> we said, hey, we just saw you last week. Welcome back. <laughs> well, let's catch everyone up on some stuff that we did since our last podcast. Let's do that. Working from here, we've changed up our dynamic a little bit. And we'll talk about that when we talk about the cruise. But you and I have kind of identified that we're going to start doubling back on some of the people in our hopper, for lack of better terms and maybe look at some two-by-two two dates and a little bit more local events. You know, we've said before that we love our clubbing and traveling, but sometimes that's not the most productive way to hook up with couples. 
Well, and sometimes in clubs, it's hard to talk to people and get to know them, especially when people are wanting to dance or they're in party mode. They're not in let's meet and hook up. And that's what we finally identified that we're doing as well. We still use it as a fishing environment, but it's not the best or most productive for hooking up with people. I agree. What's crazy is we only got off the cruise, what, two weeks ago? And I'd say we've done four events from the time we got off the cruise until today. Yeah. recording. Well, one of them we did when we came off the cruise was National Margarita Day. One of the local friends of ours was putting together a little soiree. Pulling. Hell, we had a free evening. I wasn't traveling anywhere, so we ventured up in Arlington and joined a bunch of friends for National Margarita Day. And I have to say, I didn't realize it was National Margarita Day. Or you've been celebrating early? <laughs> yes. We would have been there earlier. <laughs> what was cool about this gathering is just the diversity of people you run into in the lifestyle. You know, we were laughing about it later. Some of the new people we met, we met a couple professional ghost hunters. We met some professional burlesque people. There were some biker people as well as some poly people. So just the mix of people that we had to entertain us that night was pretty neat. Well, I enjoyed the conversations because they went all over. I mean, burlesque stuff. I love that whole pinup. I love burlesque, you know, and then we would talk about ghost tours and then, I mean, then it would switch over to LS stuff. It was all over the place. I loved it. That's it, the kind of people I love being around. It was random. That's one thing we like to say is we like a random circle of people, so we're always entertained. You actually brought up this morning over breakfast that you want to hang out with the ghost hunter people again and pick their brains on some stuff. <laughs> and it never ceases to amaze me what you come up with. You're going to start jerking off to those ghost hunting shows now. I can already see it. You'll be like my brother. I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, is that them? Is that those people? I hate those programs because all they sit around, did you hear that? Did you see that? Did you hear that? And the people watching are like, I didn't see or hear a fucking thing. Well, that's the reason I want to go on a date with these people because then maybe you'll understand the show more. You just don't understand it. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes and no, but uh, I think just for the sake of uh, entertainment, I'm going to let you go on a date without me for this one. You know how I feel about you, uh, haunted houses. You remember we lived in a haunted house. Yeah. And we'll, you can't deny the shit that was happening I know, I know. in that we'll house. Co- we'll cover that weird ass story some other time. <laughs> but you, you can go without me on that one. Like I tell you with haunted houses. Go ahead. My fight or flight is usually fight and then flight. So I just, nope. <laughs> I'm out. You ever seen a fat kid run the 50-yard dash? That's what you get to see. We'll talk about new opportunities and new styles of dating. We went on a pretty unique date, for us at least, last week. We actually went on a date. I would, I guess, say a poly date. Which, new for us, there was us and then a thruple couple, or thruplet, triplet, whatever you want to say, one husband and two actual wives. And we, we have gone out with them before, but this was more of a... Focused on a date, yeah. for lack of better terms. We kind of isolate, invited and isolated. We talked more about our dynamics than what we have in the past, I guess you could say. We're kind of going with how we roll. That's what I say. We brought them to a little place that's a favorite of ours as well as theirs called the Four Kahunas, which is a tiki-inspired bar with tropical and Polynesian and Polynesian-based drinks. A lot of rum drinks. So we were all rum drunk. (laughs) I definitely was. (laughs) So this is definitely a unique date for us. You know, it's a different dynamic when you talk about two-by-two versus three-by-two. It it had a whole different flair to it. Can't say I wasn't a little uncomfortable because, again, there's two wives, and I'm trying to figure out how to interact with the two. And, you know, you have the husband to yourself kind of in this situation. Over the time that we have known them, you have kind of gone back and forth on the wives, on who you're closer to at certain times. That's fair. One of them's introverted like me, but pretty good online. And the other's extroverted and a little more alpha aggressive. Yeah. So she and I have clicked good in environments. So it's it was just a unique experience. Sometimes it depends on who you're sitting by in the booth, who you're 
well, that's clicking what, with that night. That's what I was thinking before. We'd been out as friends with them once before, before we identified that, you know, there was a five-way interest and I was with the other wife and yep. it felt like it had a different dynamic. This one was a little different because the one I was with, she and I have had a little bit of a dirty talk online that you've seen and been oh, yeah. privy to Definitely. As, as usual, but it got a little frisky in the booth. But here's the deal. We were in a vanilla setting, so she and I were both trying to behave. Yeah. Which, you know how my behaving works. Not very well. Well, I, well we, you're we like a this. little kid that I have to say, don't touch the candy in the candy store. We're going in. Well, she started it. She started rubbing my inner, like I say, I scooted in close enough to make it apparent that I was interested. And she started rubbing my thigh and her little finger would reach over and rub my crotch occasionally. I'm like, damn it, you're teasing me here. Yep. One point, I actually took her little finger and drew a circle around my cockhead. She's like, oh, bitter, bitter lip. I'm like, okay, that was fine, I guess. <laughs> well, you seem to be doing pretty good with him, from what I could tell. And, uh, he's and, he's very affectionate. Yes. And I'm not. We've talked about this. And so it's, I always forget until I'm sitting there with him. And then he's like, I don't want to say comforting about the way he's affectionate towards me. But I'm very comfortable with him rubbing my leg yeah, or rubbing my back. Like, you know, like it doesn't bother me. Some people I'm like, Ugh. I notice his hand on your thigh or whatever, or, or yeah. vice versa a couple of times. So I'm like, okay, this is good. Um, it's good when a guy takes a lead with you because you're not the throw yourself at a guy. No. And we've actually talked to them over the years that we've known them. So he knows and he'll be like, I'm affectionate. Remember? And I'm like, yes, I know you are. You know, like it just catches me off guard just in the very beginning. And then I'm okay after that with him. Well, another thing about him that I noticed is he kind of takes the lead as a man because you were talking about being cold and he actually pulled off his jacket and put it around you. And for me, I'm like, hey, that's a, that's a plus. That's, you know, being aware of your surroundings and your needs. Well, he remembers that I'm cold because his other wife is always cold too. And so he he was checking on both of us like, are you guys warm not the, enough? Not the wife I was with. No. Okay. so Because she's always hot nature. Yeah, that's what I say. I've got a story on that one. Yeah. But, you know, he's always like, are you, like, he'll give me the jacket and he'll check on his wife. You know, like he's very attentive. I'm going to say I felt like my flirt game was on point that night. At one point she went out to the restroom and I excused myself to go with her and walk her out there. Now to go to the restrooms in this place, you have to basically leave the bar area and go into a, what, like a college, a quad. Is that what you'd say? There's four yeah. bars attached to one section of restrooms. So she and I walk outside the bar. And as soon as we do, I kind of spun her around and put her hands behind her back and made out with her for a few minutes. And I'd been drinking pretty hard at this point. I think I was three old fashions in at that point. So I go in the restroom and do my bit and come back out. And about that time, she's coming out of the restroom. And while I was in the restroom, I was like, I didn't ask consent. I just kind of grabbed her and kissed her. And I told her that. I said, I apologize. I should have asked you before I kissed you. And she grabbed me by the face and started kissing me. I'm like, okay, everything's okay. And as we're kissing... Some guy comes out of another one, another one of the bars and walks by. He's like, damn, guys, y'all are getting after it. And gave both of us <laughs> high fives. And I turned and said, yeah, our spouses will be proud of us. And as he was walking the restroom, it kind of dawned on what I said. And he kind of stopped and was like, hey, right on. He, she was laughing. She's like, he didn't know what to fucking say to that. And we walked in like, what have y'all been doing? I'm like, no, nothing. No, we knew. Yeah. Well, I mean, we knew what was happening. It was funny. You know, if I go to the restroom like that, which I probably had to go to the restroom anyway. But, you, you know, it's my kind of opportunity to isolate. Yeah. Yeah. And not do it in front of everybody. Damn sure not going to do it in front of the whole bar. No. Well, and they're regulars at that bar, too. I mean, the... Same the, as us. Yeah. The bartender knew what they liked, and he knew what I liked, and... What's funny is there was a couple that we met at Naughty New Orleans that was sitting at the next the table next to us, and 
he had a hat on at Naughty New Orleans, and I haven't seen him that much, but she was actually from the same town of us and had her back to us the whole time. So this guy was like, hey, we were at Big Kahuna just in general. And I was like, we were too. And he was literally, I have a picture that I took of the bar, and he's sitting there right next to us. And yep. I'm like, son of a bitch, I hadn't seen you in three years, so I didn't really remember you well enough. <laughs> it's a small world sometimes. Yep. But you were a little wrapped up into uh, some boobs. I got a little boobage play. I, I actually, to give her credit, I, I got a lot of boobage play. Now, talk about the one being cold. This one has hot flashes. So for whatever reason, she had pulled her boobs out of her bra. Now, I'm just going to say she's huge boobed. I'm talking like H or J cup. They are massive. Yep. And here's the deal. They are massive and perky. <laughs> I mean, they, and they're fucking, natural too. they fucking sit upright like puppies. So as she was kind of rubbing me, she was really close. So I was letting my elbow wander against them. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to test a little bit and touch the boob with my finger. And finally, I put my fing- finger up under her shirt. It was kind of teasing her nipple. And we were walking out the car. I'm like, her nipples are the size of my thumbs. I'm in love. <laughs> and you're like, really? I'm like, yeah, they're, they're big nipples. And she sent a picture later that night. And you're like, man, those are fucking big and perky. I said, yeah, they are amazing. <laughs> so I was a little bona fide. But she was playing a little tease game, too. So she knew what yeah. she was doing. But well, it, it, was, it was a fun and sexy date. And like I say, it was... Well, well, and I think the three of them are comfortable with us that they're not like, you know, like I was talking with the other wife and I was talking with him while you guys are doing your thing and they knew what you guys are doing. We've talked like wife number one and him were and I were talking about the dynamics and, you know, like we just had a good flow of everything and it wasn't like, oh my gosh, you got to show attention to everyone or anyone, you know, like who, what? It was, it was comfortable, but going back to how we think we do dates now, you know, go to a small, sexy setting and get to know each other and then decide from there if you want to pursue things. Going to the club is pointless trying to, we couldn't have done that in the club. No. There had been too many distractions. You know, we would run into somebody we knew while we were trying to do something. They would have got distracted with somebody. It just, the, I think for hooking up with people, seriously, the club is not the best environment. As you mentioned a minute ago, you know, I've made connections with both of them on different levels, but you and I, as we normally do, talk everything through, and you had the discussion with me. Are you wanting to play with wife one or wife two? Are you wanting to play with both of them? Are we playing in a five-way setting? You know, there's, you bring... There's three, a lot of different options five, with this one. Bring five people in the mix. It's a whole other set of uh, rules you have to look at. Yep. So we'll see where it goes from here. Keep everybody informed. Well, since this is our cruise special episode, are you ready to get this episode out to sea? Well, Uh-oh. hold up. What are we holding up for? Before we talk about our cruising experience, we need to talk about our fun experience on the flight at the airport. I'm drawing a blank. Do you remember we got to the airport early because I like to get there early to make sure we're cleared with everything? Yeah. So we always have a few drinks. Uh-oh. Someone didn't remember that he was ordering doubles. Was that me? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I vaguely remember it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough day. Well, we, I took a half day of work off so I could get through this. But the bad thing is prior to taking this work, we had a announcement to our customers that we are canceling one of our biggest production products as well as doing a price increase. So, surprise, my motherfucking phone was on fire. And we stopped, what did I say? Don't answer the phone. <laughs> Put your phone <laughs> down. You're on vacation. Yeah, my boss said he had my back. But again, when cust- my customers are calling me and they're my income and they're my lifeline, I'm going to answer them, but I, I should have known better. How many times on we've gone on vacation and you're still sitting there at work? Everyone does it, I know, but 
Yeah. You have to put it down at some point. So the bartender heard me say that, so he made sure you put it down. <laughs> God. So we just went there to get a quick bite and a margarita, which one margarita led to seven. And I, my, my train of thought was, I'm not flying the fucking plane, so I can drink like a motherfucker. And It got so bad that I was answering trivia questions with all the wait staff, and I was getting them right. That's what was crazy. Well, you told me at one point I was trying to speak Spanish to one of the... <laughs> Cuban, Cuban girls, and you're like, you don't speak Spanish, quit. <laughs> they were cracking up. Like, everyone was just laughing. Oh, my gosh. Well, all that I remember was, and you told me later, the bartender's name was Mark, and I kept calling him Clark, which turned into Clark Kent. <laughs> Fire your ass over here and give me another margarita. He's like, yeah, whatever. And then you had to go back and get your charger. Yeah, I left my charger there. Luckily, it wasn't my phone. Well, the part that sobered me up was a $300 bill at Papa Do's in the airport. That sobered me up real quick. Well, I say that. I do remember getting on the plane and it didn't go so good. Yes. Luckily, the flight went good, but uh, not the seating arrangement. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we get on the plane. We're on the very back seat. And I'm like, I'll just, you know, I, I plan to get drunk. It's not a big deal. And I kind of leaned forward and put my, my head in my hands. And I sat bolt upright at all at once and looked over at you. And you said, you're fucked up. Well, my thought was. Thank God we're in the back by the toilet because uh, he's going to get up and start throwing up and everyone's going to think he's sick. <laughs> yeah, it's COVID or <laughs> Ebola or something. But no, I, I put my face in my hands and the plane was spinning. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is bad. And you're like, yeah, you're messed up. So I ended up leaning my head back against the headrest and passed out, luckily, and didn't get sick. And we had a flight from Dallas to Austin and then Austin to Miami, which uneventful. Yep. Other than being tight and uncomfortable, but... Oh, my God. I know that first time I closed my eyes and the plane was doing spinning like a record, I'm like, oh, this is bad news. <laughs> and you gave me that look, and you're like, you're fucked up. Like, uh-huh. I am jacked up. It was fun. Luckily, there's no puking on the plane story. I still don't have one of those. We will next time. No, there's no. He's going to juice I'm done. Himself. I'm done drinking. <laughs> so we get to our second home of Miami at 10 o'clock that night. We had nothing planned other than getting in the hotel. So that went smooth. It was uneventful. Easy. Yeah, in just checked in. A lot and- easier than... Our last trip to Miami. I mean, we yeah. hit the airport, hit the hotel, and it was done. It was a quicker drive, I felt. like it was. I think the other one raped us for some money because it seemed like an $80 Uber ride last time, and this time was a $30 ride. Yeah, so. I think he just drove us around Miami, too. Well, that's the other thing we say about Miami is if you're going to Uber, just sign over your paycheck because yeah. they're stupid expensive. So where do we want to start with the Miami adventure? We've got a day and a half worth of it. Mm, let's talk about we ate at our favorite place. Yep, Cafe Bistro. Which, oh my God, the food is literally like a work of art. We And I hate to, sometimes I hate going on about food, but oh my God, this is, everything We're there booties. is incredible. What did you have? I, I know I started off with a mimosa that had a lime popsicle in it. Did I have avocado toast? Maybe so. But I know, I know my mimosa made me drunk right off the bat. I guess it gave yeah. me a residual from the prior day's hangover. And I had a coffee with Bailey's and all kinds of stuff in it. And I think I got the Viking omelet, which had all sorts of meats and hams in it and goat cheese or something. But again, the the food is You need to go, if you you have Instagram, go check them out. What's the name of? Cafe Bistro. Cafe Bistro. Their drinks are insane. Like... You feel Nutella. odd because you, you feel odd because you want to take a picture of everything that walks by you that they're yes. carrying to it again works of art but everything yes don't go there if you're in a hurry or starve to death because it's 
I feel like we take an hour and a half to get our food every time. But, but it's worth it. Yeah, as soon as it hits in front of us, we're like, this is pure heaven. And I'm sure there's a hundred places like that. But we found that one uh, last year when we went down for the boat trip, the yacht trip. And that was one of the first places I wanted to hit when we woke up. Yep. So after that, we did what we didn't get to do on the last Miami trip. And we went to the Hallover Nude Beach. What, you, <laughs> what was your thoughts? That was a fun trip. This nude beach was a little bit better than the last nude beach we went to. A lot more people. Lot it it was a happening spot. Yes, it was packed. I was I was kind of surprised how big of an area it was. It was only, what, about 80 degrees? Yeah. It wasn't super hot, but it wasn't exactly yeah. cool. It felt really good. Water was still cold. <laughs> but one thing that I found interesting was I know that it's a nude beach, but there was families. Yeah, we saw some coming in with preteens, which the preteens still had swimsuits on. Yes. And don't know if they ever took them off, but we they walked in right through. That. For me, it was interesting with the kids, like I was just talking about, because I was watching the kids. Because, I mean, we raised our kids that a body is a body. It's not a sexual object. And so I was watching them, you know, like, are they looking? Because they're kind of at that age, you know, like, are they looking? Like, are they embarrassed? Are they trying to look? Are they, you know, what are they doing? And they just had their head down like they were walking any other part of the any beach. other beach like it was nothing and there were some people that were just kind of like you could tell we're probably out of towners looking like oh my gosh there's a kid here but the kids weren't reacting and so it was no big deal and that's the way it should be because it's just because you're nude does not mean it's sexual i think if you raise them like that as well and they've been exposed to it you know they're probably no different than most adults are you know a lot of people are worried about getting naked but it's literally you know you've seen one dick or pussy you've seen them all and that, that's kind of a crude way for a kid to look at it. But, you know, if, if they've been around it, it, it's a body. Everybody's got one. They're just different sizes and shapes and colors. Well, and you're not making it sexualized. sexualized. Yeah. And that's the big thing there with the nudist. But there could be some there. You know, we saw a little bit of hanky panky here and there, but it wasn't bad. And I'm betting if the kids were in close proximity, it they was wouldn't shut do down. It. Yeah. No. And I'm betting it's probably not uh, welcomed if uh, security was coming through. Now, not really talk about security, but one thing we did notice as we were laying out was choppers kept coming by at low altitudes. <laughs> and you made the joke. You said, I bet that's a tour. And sure shit, the next one that came by it was like Bob's Island Tour. And they were buzzing, you know, a hundred foot or less off the off the coast. And they there. were turned it sideways, so whoever was in there was definitely looking. Yeah. Well, here, it was funny. Here's Miami's nude beach. Catch an eye full before we go on. Make sure your wife isn't checking it out. The other thing about an actual nude beach that caught me off guard is the food stands. You know, it was it seemed odd when we first walked up and we're butt ass naked and ordering a cheeseburger or something like that. It just it felt weird. Even though we've been to nude resorts, it still just kind of catches you off guard. Well, because a lot of times at the resort, especially around here, they want you to put clothes on. Which I mean I understand that. For sanitary reasons, for yeah, sure. But at the beach it they didn't. It just felt odd. Everybody standing around with their dicks out ordering burgers and dogs. <laughs> So what was neat is we finally staked out a spot and got a couple lawn chairs and laid out. And we tanned for a couple hours and listened to some, to some Spotify. And as we were laying there, there was a attractive younger couple in front of us that had a baby, a newborn, probably less than a year, yeah. if not a couple months old, yeah. that were out enjoying it kind of as a family. And a guy came up and started talking to them. And as they're talking, we started hearing some familiar terms. The guy mentioned secrets and caliente and this and that. Pedo. Pedo. And we're like, okay, there are people. So we kind of started eavesdropping, of course. We kind of assumed the couple was maybe lifestyle, just the way they acted. Yeah. Well, and I kind of thought the single guy was because the way he was 
I don't want to say checking us out, but he okay. was—he had a certain look to him now, the right, way he was right, looking me, at us. Let me stop you there. This guy walks up, and you're like, oh, I like his tattoos. And I'm like, uh-huh, it's the tattoos you like. Let me, let me run this down. Buff daddy, uh, tattoos, salt and pepper beard and hair. Yeah, I'm like, you're, you're checking out his tattoos. Blue eyes. Blue eyes. You're, <laughs> you're checking out his tattoos, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, put your JJ back in your, well, you didn't have any undies on, so. <laughs> like, yeah, you're checking out the tattoos, girl. Uh-huh, don't, don't pull that shit with me. You can lie to your friends, but don't lie to me. Well, I have said that I like tattoos. Yeah. And he had good eyes. Yeah. I'm like a tatted up daddy with a beard. Uh-huh. There you go. You got, you don't have a top, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to what you say. But no, he was chatting them up and we're kind of eavesdropping. I mean, we're almost leaning over their shoulders at that point. And we finally just said, hey, we hate to be freaks, but uh, we heard y'all mention secrets in some of these. I said, are, y- are y'all our people? And they said, yeah, we were eyeballing you. We figured y'all were as well because we could tell you were listening. <laughs> and they were like, and you weren't freaked out by what no. we were. And we were kind of laughing at some of their comments because uh-huh. we felt some of the ways that they were talking. Well, actually, after chatting with the single guy for a bit, we got his number and he said, hey, there's well, what caught our attention was he said there was a fetish party at one of the clubs that night. And we're like, oh, we were looking at going to South Beach, but where's this fetish party? And uh, he gave us his number and sent us an address to it. And we were considering going. We didn't have anything fetish to wear since we packed a lot for the cruise. But we got back to the hotel and looked at the address. And it was 35 miles away from where we were at. And we were like, oh, we don't want to I don't want to pay for a 35-mile Uber drive. Well, and we had already made plans to do something that night. So it was just hard to go where we wanted to go and then go all the way back up there and then back. It just didn't make sense. I have to say, as a naked single guy at the nude beach, I mean, he was pretty polite and it was fun to talk to. So yeah. that's what I say. Sometimes you run into some that have their A game. You know, he was probably a well-respected lifestyle guy. Well, with that said, literally everybody that stopped, came by stopped and talked to him. So we're like, okay, this guy's pretty well connected in the scene. It was bad because then I started wondering, everyone that talked to him, are they lifestyle? Are they lifestyle? We're playing that game. Are they our people? Yep. Are they just talking to him? <laughs> We actually ended up following up with that guy the next morning. You reached out to him and was like, hey, sorry, we didn't make it. You know, nice meeting you. Hopefully we talk to you again since he gave us his number. And that was the right thing to do. You know, we like to be polite, even if we're not going to get to attend something. He said, you know, whatever party he went to was just happening. Sorry, we missed it. But also, hey, you know, look for him at this place. So sometimes I think just following up with good people counts for a lot. So while we didn't make it to the fetish show, we did make it down to South Beach, which is another thing we missed out on our prior trip to Miami. We heard so many things about it from some other podcasters. We're like, fuck, we got to do this. And I'll say South Beach did not let us down. It was as incredible as what everybody says it was. It was packed. It was crazy. Well, we got recommended on a drag show to hit. So the Uber drops us off about two blocks over and we're walking around and you're saying, where is this place? I said, I don't know. Um, Yelp is saying it's right around the corner here. So as we turn the corner, there are probably 400 people literally standing in the street, across from the street, music's blaring, lights are blaring. We said, well, we found the damn place. Oh my gosh, it was amazing to the queens, this one queen, she literally was climbing the poles outside. She was doing- Like of the awning. Yes, she was doing back handsprings, she was doing backflips, forward rolls. Well, she did a flip off the stage, didn't she? Yes. A a cartwheel and then a flip off the stage. stage. I'm like, did she just- Fucking flip off that. Yep. And then she did a backhand spring, like a running backhand spring into this guy's lap. It was the most bizarre thing. Like, it was just like, oh my God. She was active. Uh, she was probably one of the lead queens there, but oh my oh, God, yeah. she could move. It was so crazy. Well, she did like a six song set even while we were there. And like I said, we finally kind of hustled our way up closer and got a good view. The next couple that were after her, 
did okay sets. I know the, the uh, she, one she was the best though. Yeah, like I, I don't know, how, I don't know how. Other than lighting yourself on fire <laughs> and running through the streets, I don't know how you could top that. Yeah, definitely. The the one bigger girl that did the Frozen yes. Disney, she she was really fun. I mean, that was that was a neat set. Yeah, she did Let It Go and whatever else is from Frozen. I'm not a big fan of the cartoon, so. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you another song off Frozen, other than that. But I, you know, it kind of fit the uh, you know gay theme, so it, it was amusing. Yeah, and she would change it up a little bit, and she did a lot of the Disney songs. Well, she she had like the big uh, the hair. Elsa Elsa wig, and then yep. she stripped it down. Was pretty much shave headed after that. So it was. Yep. She was fun to watch. And then they had fans. Uh, I'm a I'm a fan of fans. Fan of fans. <laughs> <laughs> Only fans. I always have a fan with me. Because you got hot flashes? Yes, and a big fan. But oh. they were putting fans. I don't even, I don't know how you got these fans. We, we, see, we see them in the gay hood when we go down there. So apparently it's a gay thing having the little... The sh- popping it and popping them. Pulled out fan, yeah. Yeah. So there so, was a bachelorette party that next they to us. apparently bought some. Oh, my God. And they had a little too much to drink. And they were trying to learn how to pop their fans... But couldn't figure it out. So the workers were coming by trying to teach them how to pop it. And so then they were like doing their own beat in their head and popping it. And I was like, who gave this chick a fan? Because I'm going to go hit him with this fan. <laughs> we were like, There's, these girls are probably never getting married. There's a reason they're by themselves at a gay bar on a Saturday night. Oh, it was so bad. They were a hot mess. And that's saying that nicely. <laughs> What's funny, the one was getting all worked up. There was a couple, you know, the waiters that were all shirtless and buff and whatnot and this one was all horned in on this one and her friends are like i think you're barking up the wrong tree on that one baby <laughs> like i don't think you got the right equipment to take him home <laughs> well I gotta say one thing about those it's definitely a clip joint like some of the places in new orleans um be, be prepared to open your wallet if you're oh, yeah, not local it's it's a tourist trap but i didn't even look at what our bar tabs were between the couple rounds of drinks we bought but no i think I, we kept I know, it in I know check, 30 though. or 40 bucks per two drinks at yes. a time so it but we did keep it in check pretty good. That's that's my only complaint about Miami is everything is so freaking expensive. I mean, you have to pay to play. Oh, yeah. And, you know, people say that about New Orleans, but New Orleans isn't even close to what Miami is. No, I don't think so either. We we spent a little time after that just walking the strip. We probably stayed at the drag bar for two or three hours, but uh, checked out the rest of it. We we didn't really come dressed to party. It was kind of an afterthought. But I think, I think at some point we'll definitely go back to Miami and just spend a weekend on South Beach. Oh, enjoying yeah. all that because there were two or three clubs we kind of stopped and peeked in the windows at that were happening. Hell, one of the stores we stopped at were looking at some of the vests and all that had diamonds, like a $4,000 vest. Oh, my God. There yeah. was some stupid shit. I'm like, babe, don't break that. Put it back on the shelf. There was these shoes that were $5,000, and I was like, uh, did you see the price of this shoe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> and it was like a flip-flop, like a, a dollar flip-flop from Walmart, but with diamonds Diamond on encrusted, it. <laughs> yeah, to change the price of it. Do you need some diamond flip-flops? No. Thank God. You had to find somebody else. Yep. You're going to have to see your tattoo daddies can afford that for you because I can't. <laughs> so that night ended on a good note. The next day we got up and we thought we were going to, we knew we had a layover between the time that we were waking up and the time we were able to get on board on the cruise ship early. For well, the, we thought that we would just be able to check out of our room. Exactly. Sit by the pool all day. But and what then happened? go get on the cruise. It rained. Rained like a mofo. So. Oh my God, it was bad. So we ended up kind of hitting some of the little close bars, and we sat in the hotel bar for about eight hours. Which, which I guess in hindsight, that was probably the best thing for us because we, you and I just kind of did a little communication. Which was good. It, we haven't had a talk like that in a long time. We kind of talked about, you know, the course of our marriage. We talked a lot about our pasts. 
and kind of how our paths have made us who we are today with different ideas as far as lifestyle, kids. We don't talk about our past, my past a lot, because sometimes when we talk about it, it's a under a circumstance where it's not a good conversation about my past, where this one was a nat- good talk. But I think leading into somewhere where we are pretty sure we're going to play with a bunch of people, it was just a good reconnection and reassertion of where you know where we are and who we are and where we're going from here. We yeah. kind of got our rules, you know, reinforced our rules. Here's what we want to do. Here's what we don't want to do. It was one of those things that really brought us closer. You know, we kind of felt forced into the hotel, but we had some good talks. Yeah, I agree. And some stuff that we, I mean, we've kind of talked here and there about some some of the stuff, but we actually kind of peeled the onion a little more into some of the discussions we needed to talk about. So after talking ourselves blue in the face, we finally get to board on the ship. Now, we got to board the ship a day early, or chose to board the ship a day early since we were ambassadors on the cruise. So we showed up at the dock. We showed up at the dock with some and met some people, and they're like, you need to hurry. Your boat's leaving. And we're like, there's no freaking way. And then uh, the lady was pissing me off. Yeah, she's she's getting all irate. And it was us and another couple. And she's like, well, what's your room numbers? And we both rattled them off. She's like, those aren't real room numbers. And we're like, yeah, they are. Here's our verification. And then once she started digging in, it wasn't even the same cruise line. We're just like, yeah. lady, fuck off. Well, you, you and the other couple or the other, the couple was like kind of freaking out all of a sudden. And then I got real pissy and I was like, bitch, our ship don't leave till tomorrow. So why <laughs> the fuck are you saying we got to yeah, get on Yeah, and right then she now? was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little bitchy. And that time it worked out in our favor. <laughs> Saved us from being pushed on a random cruise ship. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been out of place on that. We are out of place on our cruise. We've really been out on that one. Yeah. Getting to get on the ship the night before was probably the best decision I think we made. We typically don't like the check-in or check-out processes on a lot of things. On so, anything. And I know there were some uh, around town parties, some pre-parties going on. And, you know, we might have had a little bit of FOMO. You but had we, FOMO, yes. I do. I like, I like to hit as much as I can, make the most of it. But getting on early, as you can say, was the best decision. We got to meet a shit ton of new couples which as the week would go on would definitely be a plus. I don't want to say they rolled out the red carpet for us, but they kind of did. There was a little martini bar and one of the workers jumped on the bar. He had like, I don't know, 15 tins. Yeah. Yeah. 15 tins of drinks and was like pouring them all along the deal. Like it was a show at production. Yeah. It was a spectacle. Each one of the tins had a different colored drink in it and they had all these martini glasses stacked up at different things. So he tilts them and pours 15 drinks at once and, Everybody's going crazy. Uh, the martini bar will definitely be the hot spot a couple times throughout this show as well as the week. Uh, the other thing is they had a nice dinner set up for all of us that we kind of got a, you know, get to meet some people early and yeah. dine with some people before we start our week. And it was interesting because some people were kind of standoffish, I guess you could say. I mean, they were just sticking to their spouse or the people that they were with. But then at the dinner, everyone's just like, hey, Have you been on this before? Have you, you know, and so everyone starts talking and it starts breaking down the barriers. And it was good because we worked with these people. So we needed to have that time together before we got thrown into the work mode. Well, I haven't really got to say it yet, but I was going in this cruise thinking it's going to be the cruise of a lifetime or the event of a lifetime. It was good, not great. We'll take, there's a lot of memories we're going to take away from it. And I definitely wouldn't have uh, skipped it knowing what I know now, but it, it just, there's some highs and lows to it that we're going to cover. I, I got to say one thing that I'll always kind of rem- I'll remember is we got to watch the end of the Super Bowl on one of the big screens on the back of the boat, which that was neat. I mean, we're they're in the port of Miami. The weather's beautiful. There's the city in the backdrop, and we're watching the end of a good Super Bowl on this massive Titantron. 
Yeah, it was really neat. But there was only about uh, 50 of us, I'd say. You know, the and we various the ambassadors and some entertainers. Yeah. They were like, get to know the ship. Yeah. So you and I, of course, can go everywhere that we could. <laughs> every door that's unlocked, we're going in is the way we do things. What's crazy, though, is we joke about it. We're big on taking pictures. We'll take pictures in public places. And we could have that night. And we didn't do shit. <laughs> we, we thought about that later. We're like, we had the whole run of the ship. We had the pools. We had the hot tubs. We had the spas. We had this and that. And we didn't take a single picture. Nope. We were kind of short. We didn't even take pictures of the skyline, like nothing. We had a pretty rough day, or rough two days, and we ended up unpacking early and really just prepping for the week. Yep. Well, since we've already kind of talked here and there about us being ambassadors, let's kind of get that definition, I guess, out of the way a little bit. Do you want to take the, take that? Yeah, let's just go ahead and do a quick rundown. Basically what it is is one of our friends that's a travel agent reached out to us and they said, do you want to be ambassadors? And basically what ambassadors is, is you are semi-paid on this. And how you are semi-paid is you basically get a discounted cruise. Now with that, you're expected to work a certain amount of hours. What you're expected to do is, for example, you're expected to work a couple shifts in the playroom. You're expected to set up the playroom. You're expected to tear down the playroom. You're expected to walk around some of these events with the shirt on. If people have questions, what's going on or what Make they do. Sure safety is. Yeah. Almost security to a little yeah. bit of an extent. Uh, you know, they kind of gave us the rules that, you know, if there's a fight or something, you call it in, you don't get Someone involved. Taking video yeah. pictures. Basi- basically just being a goodwill ambassador and letting people know, Hey, we're with the cruise or the event. If you have any questions, let us know. If we don't know them, we'll point you in the right direction. So that's basically what ambassadors, ambassadors are. You get a discounted cruise and in exchange for that. You work part of the cruise. And I loved it. It was right up my alley. Why's that? I just, I love being in the middle of all oh, that shit. stuff. You like being in charge. I do. Shit. We'll <laughs> get into that. Yeah. You're in the middle of a bunch of shit. <laughs> yes, I was. Now what that says, this was through Naughty Events, which does Naughty in New Orleans. They used to do, I believe, couples cruises. Uh, Bob and Tess out of New Orleans. They do a bunch of events. One thing we have to say about them is they run things like a well-oiled machine. Oh, I love the way they run it. It's thorough. It's very organized. I am. I love it. Like if I could work with them every time they wanted someone, I would be there in a heartbeat. Now, when I say they are organized, when we did our setup for the playroom, they had totes with labels. You know, that's like, that's like porn for me. Like, I'm like in heaven with all the labels and the organization. I was like, yes, red velvet curtains. Everything was faced the same direction. Everything was in the corresponding box. Yeah, you're in heaven. I'm like, just kick that shit in a pile and box it up. Difference between you and I. Difference between male and female. Uh-huh. I think just you. Because there's, there's some males that like the organization. Well, kind of on a downside, one thing with the scheduling, when we got dropped in this, we were probably one of the last couples to sign on. As ambassadors, you basically get an app and get to start picking your shifts. Now, when we got the opportunity to pick shifts, most of the good shifts were gone. Basically, what was left was late week playrooms. Most people are going to be wanting to play in the playrooms late in the week. So we ended up where we're actually working them. I think you're supposed to actually work one night in the playroom. Yeah. We ended up having three scheduled to get our hours plus a couple poolside. When it came down to it, I got to say, we give a lot of credit to the crew that operates this we kind of came to them and said hey all we got is playroom and they said you shouldn't be working that many so they took a couple of them off and adjusted some of our day schedules where we could enjoy our night they really worked with our schedule because they we told them we wanted to work together so they did that they were making sure it was fair i guess you could say because there were some people that didn't put the playroom down at all some people yeah, they were they were working poolside which 
some of these people's work ethic was questionable. Their yes. idea of working poolside was sitting there talking to a girl the whole time or couples or guys. Or both. they worked the the night party. They would walk around and then sit down sit in the and middle. Give each other back rubs. Yep, they would uh-huh. kind of disappear into the middle where no one would see them. Then every once in a while, get up. Oh, we got to go walk around. We'll talk about them more here in a, a minute. <laughs> yeah, they were they were my favorites. I'm not going to say we got fucked by our scheduling. We knew what we were signing on for, and we were doing a job. But when we went to them and presented it, they they bent over backwards to make some adjustments to ours. The one thing that we did have a problem with is when we signed up, the excursion days, we had them off, which was yeah. going to be perfect. We're like, hey, we'll take an extra night room shift or playroom shift to have the excursion days off. But the sea was so bad, and there were some storms. They moved the they changed the, they dates, changed the excursion the days, so, so that, that that put us on on poolside days both days. Yeah, well, like let's say Tuesday was we were scheduled to be a, at the Bahamas, so we had that day off. But then with the storms, that was actually a sea day, and so we were like, "Fuck." We did get off the boat a little bit in both destinations. Do you want to do a quick rundown of what we thought of the destinations? Which we've been on a vanilla cruise before. And, been to nicer destinations. Yes, I let's talk about let's talk about Haiti. What was your thoughts on Haiti? Well, Haiti, as everyone knows, it's kind of a war country, I guess you could say. <laughs> but the area we went to was pretty. It was beaches. It was a little private island owned by the cruise line, and so they had a little straw market or a little market area, and which I got real tired of real quick. Hey, yes, big guy, I knew you would like Come it. here and buy my carved wood. Wait, I've got a more better carved wood. I'm like, I was at the point where I was like, I'll give you a dollar to fuck off. Yeah, you. My, my patience level for street peddlers is zero. And I, I, I know they're trying would. to make money, but I'm like, fuck off. Here's a dollar. Fuck off. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really get to do much because we only had a couple hours, but there wasn't a, besides the beach party. No, they had like a private beach party. And, and then zip lines. And it was one of those deals where, we were waiting up in the last minute to see if our day schedule was going to be changed. And you asked me that you said, is there anything you would really want to do in this list? And I said, I don't want to spend $200 to zip line. I don't, I've done it before. I'm not super crazy about it. Well, and then the beach party was a little bit away. So you kind of had to, we could, we wouldn't have had time to make yeah. it over and back. Even if, I mean, it was pretty, but it wasn't, you know, I went and laid on one of the little swinging loungers for an hour or so and made out and went back to the ship. And I, I don't feel like I missed anything really. Yeah. It was beautiful. But when I walked through it and, I can say I've it been was, there. It was definitely a small little area. And then we went to the Bahamas. Yeah, Nassau, we had a little less time because we had a 1030 poolside, I believe. we had. They were in port, so we had to work the pool that day. We had got up at 8 a.m. We were the first ones off the boat, and we even worked the playrooms the night before, so we were dead tired. I have been to Bahamas several times, and you hadn't, so I was like, let's just kind of touch in some of the different little spots and see. I love the straw market. I knew... It would be hectic for you, so we hit it first before it got too crazy. <laughs> and we walked the streets, and I said, this is pretty much it. It's all like this right here. Well, I think the big draw there was Senior Frogs or whatever, which wasn't open until it it 11 or something. Yeah, we, we were already we going to be back on it. ship. So. Man, I don't know. I guess if we were with a group, it would have been fun. But we were just way too early. What's crazy is uh, that was the only place on our cruise that required a mask. Now, to get on the cruise, we had to have vaccine card full. We had to have a proof of a negative test. On the cruise ship, we didn't have to wear any sort of mask. Haiti, we didn't have to wear any sort of mask. But Bahamas was still strict about it. Yeah. Kind of kind of underwhelmed. I mean, maybe it would have been more hopping with our group there. I'm sure it would have been. But just I, I don't feel like I missed much there either. Well, I think that your anxiety kicks in a little bit because people are just like, 
hey, where are you going? You want a taxi? Hey, 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 let me show you this. Let me do this. And you were just like, I get uh, kind of street. I'm like, don't fuck with me. Don't talk with yes. me. Don't follow me. Don't offer me anything. And they're like, everyone is just Oh, shit. That was, that was as soon as we hit the edge of the pier. They're yeah. like, hey, what can we get you? What do you need? What do you want? I'm like, you to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're a nice guy, but fuck off. And that's the reason we just did a quick walkthrough because I knew I knew how it was how it was going to be for you, and I knew you wouldn't be able to handle it. Street hustlers just get on my nerves. Maybe it's not all bad intentions, but I'm I'm skeptical of people. Yeah. So we walked a few of the streets that I wanted to walk on and do some of the little little things. And the great thing is that now that our kids are older, we didn't have to get any souvenirs, so that was nice. Fuck them kids. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even tell our youngest kid we went on a trip. But then we got back on the ship and started our day. Well, we covered what the shifts are entailing, so I guess let's get into some fun stuff. It wasn't all bad. There was some fun people watching. Oh, you know I'm a people watcher. You're a pervert. You're a pervert is the word you're looking for. (laughs) So part of our shift duty was playroom duty. Now, going into this, it was a little apprehensive. We've been in them before, but we're like, okay, what is this going to be like actually working them? And it lived up to everything I expected it to be. We've seen things. We've seen things we can't unsee. Yeah, we definitely can't unsee some Damn. stuff. Where, where the hell do we start on this one? Start with some stories? Let's talk about the playrooms itself real quick. Go for it. Red velvet curtains. They had candles. How many beds would you say? 40 to 60? Yeah. There were a bunch. We set up a bunch of freaking beds. It was a smaller room. <laughs> 60 beds is a small room. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to what we've seen. Yeah, yes. we've, seen some, we've seen some monstrosities. Yeah, but it, it was nice looking. It was still, se- it had a sexy vibe. All right, so story time. Don't you get the basics out of the way? Yes. All right. Who's starting the shit here? I'll let you go first. Starting. All right. Well, I guess we got to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So where do we go from here? What are we starting with? (laughs) We start with some hot stuff? Let's do hot stuff first. Hot stuff. All right. Then we'll do the funny stories. (laughs) Yeah. Let's. Okay. (laughs) Oh, shit. So much like when we go to an event, we kind of end up splitting off from each other and doing our own bit. Even though we were working the same room, we weren't always in close proximity to each other. So one thing I kind of challenged you is we both need to bring up the sexiest and weirdest things that we'd seen. Now, sexiest thing for me is we were working, but they didn't say we couldn't watch. We couldn't participate. There was a no booty while on duty rule that they were specific about, but they didn't say anything about we couldn't look, which, hey, we're we're into people watching. Now, before we really jump into my story, I want to lay something out here and see if you agree with me. It seemed like every night in the playroom, one thing I noticed is while there was a lot of playing going on, it almost seemed like a competition who could put on the bigger show or make the most noise. What do you think about that? I agree with that. Everyone was kind of in their own bed doing their own thing. But one thing I noticed is there would be an orgasm going on, and then it seemed like there was a shouting match to see who could have the loudest orgasm. That's did usually you, how it goes in the playroom. That, that goes up like that in the playroom. I guess that's a place to break loose. Well, moving on with my story. I have to say the hottest play that I'd seen other than our bedroom was there was a couple there that really, once you got to watch them, reminded me of us. Now, they weren't a super loud couple. It just seemed like the heat coming off of them was just almost visual. They were in sync is what you're saying. Kind of like we do. Mm-hmm. I might have stared a little bit too long, but I guess if everybody has their curtains open, that's what you're there for. Yep. They didn't ask me to close their curtains. Well, at one point we were cleaning the bed next to them. And I almost accidentally bumped you into bed so the four of us fell in the same bed, but that might have been a no-no. Yep. We'll give a quick lowdown of what this couple looked like. She was kind of gothy looking, kind of like a blue-haired version of Amy Lee of Evanescence, 
little bit sinister looking. He was a big tatted up, I'm just going to say rugged Cubano looking guy. So what really caught my attention about these two was just the passion of which they fuck. At one point she was giving him oral and he pulled my trick and was basically using her hair like a lead. Had it wrapped up in his hand while she was going to town. And again, they weren't super noisy or putting on a big show. It was just one of those things you had to stop and be like, man, there's some heat coming off these two. The other thing that kind of looked like one of your tricks while he was giving her head, she was scratching his back and getting a little physical with them too. You have a tendency to get a little aggressive. I try to watch my nails. They get a little sharp on you. Yeah, now that you got the big long nails, it's a... My little claws. Yeah, a little crazy. (laughs) I come out looking like chopped barbecue occasionally. Yep. Now, the part that really did it for me, at one point, he had her on her stomach and was taking her from behind, and she had his whole hand in her mouth and was biting and clawing up his forearm while he was fucking her. I'm just yeah, like can that. you imagine putting your hand in my mouth, though? I've fucked up and done that occasionally and come back with no fingers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just stuff like that. Sometimes it doesn't have to be a big crazy swinging from the chandeliers. Sometimes just the passion that people go at it really catches my attention. So you're saying that it's always good not to be nut loud. No, I'm saying you don't have to have crazy ass monkey sex. But I like monkey sex. What about you? What was hot? <laughs> I was just say it, it was. I was like, this. This reminds us of our shit. I was like, babe, come here. You got to see this couple. <laughs> it kind of felt weird though, kind of flagging you down, being like, you got to check this shit out. That that kind of felt a little pervy, but both people were showing off. Besides that one, I think one another super hot story that I just am in awe of. I love the fact that a lot of people are so open in the playrooms, but one thing is that there was 10 people came into this playroom and unfortunately only had one bed and they were piled on top of each other. There was a lot of toys out. There was strap-ons and they were like, layered on top of each other every which way. I mean, it was it was intense. Can't say we've seen that many people in a puppy pile before. No. The fact they were on a double bed was the part that <laughs> was blowing my mind. Yeah. And so finally a bed opened next to him and I was like, um, hold up everyone. This group needs a bigger bed. They're doing shit that they're going to need room. But you did something good though when a couple of the girls were like, we're not really feeling this energy of having everything out in the open. They were a younger, attractive group. So you actually started shutting the curtains and they were thankful for that. Because if you didn't, there would have been a crowd that we couldn't, we couldn't have moved around in there. No. Just Now, with that said, that was another thing that we kind of limited. We go to Naughty New Orleans. You can walk around everywhere. This The playroom was not really big enough for a lot of foot traffic. So when people would come in, you know, we tried to set people in beds. This one's open. Go ahead. We had someone at one point say, well, I don't want to be next to them. And we're like, look, your option's this open bed, or you can get in the orgy bed with other people, or you can go to the back of the line and try and to wait. make your way back through again. There's just, there's not enough beds to accommodate the crowd that's coming through. You know, so I closed the curtains because some of the stuff that was happening that I was just like, this is amazing. They're doing this in a playroom. Like I was just. The girl on guy stuff well, yes. might not have been acceptable to the rest of the general yeah. and, pop- public. Well, and. I think people that maybe haven't seen playrooms or they were just testing the waters, that would have been a lot for them to see what was happening in that bed. But, you know, like I was just like, did they like all talk about this? How did they all 10 people meet up on this cruise ship to do this play? That have that same boundary and mix. Sometimes when you play with a couple or with a group, you know, there's that awkwardness of let's get started. Let's do this. There was none of that. Their flow was on point. I was walking around watching this flow. Like (laughs) it was, it was very interesting what I was seeing. 
I kind of walked around a lot to help people out. And in the middle of the playroom, there were two big orgy beds. And one thing I noticed the first night, there was big orgies. Just, you know, whoever wanted to join, join. And I was really trying to help people. Like, they would come in and kind of be looking around. I'd be like, hey, you can have a bed of your own. Or do you want someone to join you? Do you want to join? And there were some newbies. And she was like, I kind of want to play with another couple. And so I had already pre-talked to uh, two couples that were in the orgy bed. And so I sent that third couple over and they had a big orgy and they were just like, oh, this is amazing. You know, and so I kind of help people out. You know, I mean, that's what we're there for. I think I'm gonna make your fantasy happen, right? I'm gonna be the wingman in the playroom. But the second night that we worked, it was very interesting. It was a different vibe. It was a lot of people did oral sex with other partners, but then when it came down to actual intercourse, they went back to their spouse and just did, you know, intercourse with their spouse next. Penetration. Yeah, penetration next to everyone else. And I, I found that interesting because it wasn't, it wasn't like the night before where everyone was just with whoever. Well, I asked you later, I was like, did you see as many condoms as you had hoped to have seen in action? And you brought that up. You were around the orgy bed more that we, we fished a lot of condoms out of sheets with, with the big old pickup stick. Oh my gosh. You don't even want to know. The first night I picked up probably 20 condoms. People throw your shit away. Yeah. But the second night I didn't as much, but, but I also, I, I think about it. I didn't when people were with their spouses and that's what, there was a lot of people that played with their spouses next to people. And so it was a different dynamic th- that night. And so there wasn't condoms. Yeah. I mean, a you and I... A lot of people don't use condoms for oral. So that's yeah. kind of a rule of thumb. And you and I wouldn't use a condom because we're... Married. We're married. So not as much the second night, but the first you, night... You don't think you saw as much uh, barebacking and raw sex as... Like I was thinking there was? Uh, the first night, uh, but they used condoms. No, okay. I didn't okay. see... Okay, so that, that's good. Yeah. That was something, something that kind of worried me. Is I know, like I said, we had the little stick that we picked up condoms that people weren't throwing them in the proper place. I but know, right? I was asking you, did you feel as much condom use was in use as should have? And so that that's good that they were. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was, but And we had here. people asking us for lube. Yeah, people take a play kit. Um, weren't. <laughs> yep. And so, I mean, I was kind of, so, I was, because I, that's one thing I was watching because I'm real big on, you know, condoms. And so, yeah, I was, I was impressed of how many people did. But I will say I did see a lot of anal sex. I think we saw more DPs than we've ever seen. It's not that it's super uncommon to us anymore, but I think we saw more DP action or triple, you know, airtights than we've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the hot stories out of the way. Let's get to the other end of the spectrum. Let's do some (laughs) what the fuck did we just see stories. Now, like disclaimers, we are super glad you're comfortable enough to be yourself and do this stuff. No kink shaming. No kink shaming, but we are definitely going to say we still are shocked by some of the stuff. you We have not seen it all. Let me put it that way. And we'll still probably get surprised, but this trip we definitely had, we definitely raised the bar on a few. Yes. Well, you want to go first? On yeah, let, let, me start, let me start this one too. So as I was watching the hot couple, one of the guys that was the crew leader, he was like, I've never seen that before. And it took me a second. And I looked down there and I see this girl and this guy going at it pretty unique position so you're bouncing around and i'm like babe you need we need to take a walk do some perving you're like okay let's go see what you found and i was like second bed on the left 
So you walk down there and I see you stop and look and kind of take everything in. And then you kind of get a little stiff and bolt upright and you turn around to me and you're like, what the fuck? So anyway, this guy's butt ass naked laying with his legs extended. His girl is on his foot and I'm not talking. She's just rubbing. She's ankle deep with his foot. up. Not, not toe. Nope. His foot, his foot is up her and she's straddling it and riding it. And you turn around and we both had it look like, what in the fuck am I seeing here? There was more foot fetishes on this yeah, the than fetish, I the have foot fetish ever came up. witnessed. What, what's funny is I told somebody that story and they're like, hey, I'm worried about the size of my dick. I didn't realize I have to worry about the size of my feet now. <laughs> he said, I always thought that was just a myth. He's like, now I'm a little disturbed. I said, yeah, it was something we definitely hadn't seen before. We can, yeah. add, we can add that one to the uh, tally that we've seen. All right, so what about you? What, what was some what the fuck moments did you see? Well, I didn't see this one. Actually, a coworker did. They were cleaning a bed, and one of the people that had just came out said, hey, we're missing a toy. And they're like, no, nah, we didn't see it. So when they threw the sheet, a uh, metal butt plug. Went shooting like a lawn dart through the playroom. <laughs> through the playroom, and they were like, and the he, said, he said it bounced off the wall and they just kind of nudged it like a soccer ball. They're yeah. like, hey, here's your toy. And they were like, well, what do you mean toy? And they were like, it's a matching one to this. And she had one on. And then they were like, um, here's your, here's your toy. Here's your plug. You can pick it up. Make sure you wash your hands. <laughs> they should have used the pickup stick on it. And just be like, here, <laughs> one of those little clampy sticks. That'd been funny. Dropped in their hand like a <laughs> piece of radioactive material. Yeah. So that one was pretty funny. So here's the one that blows my mind. So and we got a tie-in story with this one. So when you walk into the playroom, you are only allowed to wear lingerie or towel underwear. You know, something you cannot have street clothes on. So this couple comes in with a, another male. So they're a threesome. And the guy has his underwear and a towel on. They go back to the back bed and I, you know, I'm checking on them here and there and he goes out, they play for a little bit. He goes out to the bathroom to get clean. He comes back in only with his towel on. At one point I turn around and there is this person standing in his spot. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? I haven't seen this person. So I walk down there and there is this long flowy wig on this guy with a, he now has a lace dress on, which okay, whatever. But then I start thinking, where the fuck did this wig and dress come from? He only had a towel on. Where did he pull this out of? I am completely shocked. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, oh my God, where did he pull this out of? Because I know that she came in with just a towel on. He had just a towel on. So I'm confused the whole night. Like that was, I am okay with him dressing up the way he wanted. I am shocked he did it in a public setting. He had a lot of balls to do that. He must have been very comfortable. But. Where did he pull this out of his hat? <laughs> I'm sitting here dying, trying to bust out laughing as you're telling the story. The bad part is, like I said, I was working that aisle that they were initially starting on. And as he walked by, I didn't catch it was a he. And as he walked by, I'm like, that is the weirdest built woman I've ever seen. And then he turns like, the woman has a beard. Okay, I'm like, that's that one guy. What the fuck? <laughs> Again, not king shaving. I was just like, I was like, that's a weird built woman. And you're all harassing him. He's just all going to town. He, just, he, didn't, he didn't give a fuck. No. His fuck-o-meter just wasn't working that night. Well, and they bed-hopped a few times. It was great. I, I enjoyed that couple. They were funny. Like They were very comfortable. 
in their good their kink. That's the way, way it should be. Yes. I don't want anybody judging our shit, so uh, we're not going to judge anybody else's. We may talk about it online, and <laughs> if you happen to hear your story mentioned on here, right, we're sorry. Actually, reach out to us. We're probably going to be friends. Yeah. Oh man, they they were a fun couple. Just just in general, they were <laughs> they were something. So to tag team off that idea of the weird things we've seen, you and I had the talk as well as me and the crew leader is the level of complacency we get with the shit we see around us. I know at one point I was changing a bed sheet with somebody and there's a chick with a dick in every hole next to me getting railed. And I'm thinking, man, I need to get back on my workouts next week. You know, I need to do this to the hot rod, you know, wonder where we're going for dinner next week. It just becomes numb to us sometimes. Do you think that's with our experience of being exposed to it over time because the reason I say that is because one of the workers, the couples, they were like, Oh my gosh, the playroom's so overstimulating. Like I can't handle that. All the noise and this and that going on where we're just kind of like, eh, there's a dog pile over there. You know, I think it's an exposure thing because we've taken newbies to parties where there's open fucking and they really start getting locked up. I'd say the first time we probably went to a nude resort and people were fucking or pool party or a big event and people are fucking in the open. It probably caught us off guard, but it's probably just due to our exposure. That's what I'm thinking too. Our comfort level. It, it doesn't bother us. Yep. I think it, it may just be a, we may just be pervs. It may just be us. <laughs> We're just very comfortable with sex around us. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> are you bothered if, if we watch? I mean, <laughs> we'll take notes or draw pictures if we have to. Well, it amazes me sometimes that you're probably a little bit too comfortable in some of these situations. <laughs> I know me and one of the girls, that, a single girl that was on the team, we're waiting on some beds to, you know, that we had to clean. And we look over at an orgy bed and there's probably five, six, seven, maybe even 10 people in this bed. And you're walking amongst them. I'm, I'm talking there's tits and dicks and legs and arms. And you're standing in the middle of these people. And I'm like, what in the blue fuck are you doing? And the girl, like I say, she, she had a crush on you and is kind of adoring you. She's like, I don't know what your wife is doing, but she's like, I'm totally amused by this. Okay. In that scenario, I know which one you're talking about. I had a couple that I had More asked, than one couple. Yeah. <laughs> well. That's what I say. There was probably a, do- <laughs> a half dozen at, at, at the minimum. They were like, there was curtains separating. They were on the bed next to the orgy bed and they wanted to join the orgy bed. And they were like, well, you know, how do we do this? And I'm like, you just ask. And they were like, but the curtains. And so I took my shoes off. I crawled up and moved his leg over while he was inside of her and just stepped over him and crawled up there and was moving the curtains so they could join in the orgy bed. <laughs> but the part that was cracking us up is, again, you're standing in the middle of this bed while they're going at it. And you're like, here, I'm going to move your leg. Here, move your nuts. I got to stand there. Here, watch your tit. <laughs> you're just like weaseling through these people. You know, like it was like you're dodging around, you know, shoes at a school gym. Oh, yeah. Like I was in the middle of their um, intimate time, their intercourse, and they didn't miss a stroke. And I was moving their legs. That's a sign of a pro over. right there. Yeah. And then one guy I stepped over and his head was in the aisle. And unfortunately, I'm so short that I literally almost sat on his face. (laughs) Well, you and I, when we were together, and I'm sure even when you were apart and I was apart, we got a lot of propositions in the playroom. Yep. We'll talk about our scoring uh, drive here later. But shit, every time you and I were to go to change a bed, like, oh, you're a couple? Yeah. Can y'all get in with us? Fuck, why didn't you talk to us earlier in the week? Why are you waiting here till a Friday night when we're working? Yep, that and, no, no booty on duty rule came into play. And a lot of people were like, come on, just join us. And I'm like, nope, I can't. Sorry. We'd like to, but we can't. What are you looking for <laughs> besides me? <laughs> well, let's take it back to some vanilla stuff for a little bit. Hey, I know a topic that's just as good as sex for me. Let's talk about food on the cruise. Oh, God, here we go.
I have been on multiple cruise and I was actually disappointed with the food this time. Even the buffet I was disappointed with. Well, it's weird on buffets now that you get served and you, I want some pineapple. I'd like one more piece. How about another? Yeah, piece? I, mean, <laughs> I had to, I had to walk up and say, um, I need three pineapples, two see, oranges. <laughs> yeah. Do you see the size of me? I'm not going to get my on one piece of pineapple. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, I was kind of disappointed with the food, but then dress code. I was disappointed. I was told by someone that you were required in the dining hall, dining room to have a sports coat at least. So I brought, you know, that was a pain in the ass to pack in one suitcase. But we saw people in tank tops and shorts yeah. and just, it was kind of a letdown. I, I think when you do the dining room, it needs to be a little bit more of an elegant experience. Yeah. Well, and even you and I, when we did one of our meals, we dressed up. Dressed up for that and yeah. then changed and went to the playroom yeah. in, in shorts and Polo. Because we were like, you know, we still want to have an experience, so let's go ahead and dress up. But let's talk about one of the funny food experiences on Lobster Night. That was the one everybody seemed to get excited for. And there was a handful of single girls that were working as ambassadors, and they had the biggest plate of lobster tails. These girls had probably 12, 15 lobster tails. It was stacked high. They had duck. They had lobster. Yeah. They had steak. None of, none of these were big girls. They were oh. all you know, 110, 120 pounds athletic. I mean, me and a big guy would have probably struggled getting through the plate of food that these girls had. They were going to town. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. And the you know food those just poor, kept you know, coming. You know those poor girls had the meat sweats later in the night, though, didn't you? <laughs> they were probably a nasty, sticky mess here in a bit. I wouldn't want to been around them even with that. Well, if you haven't been on a cruise and getting ready to experience one, that is one thing to keep in mind is they really do bend over backwards to please you. That was something that I always err on the side of moderation on things. And when you get the chance to order, you can order whatever you want. You can order as many as you want. I mean, I felt a little bad one night for ordering two appetizers and an entree. You know, you pick one and one and then yeah. a dessert. I felt odd one night for ordering like the shrimp ceviche and the uh, lobster bisque plus my entree. But Well, and if you don't like it, they'll bring you something different. Yeah. We, we dine with some people and they're like, okay, I want the ribeye. I want the lobster. I want this. I want, you know, they would bring out uh, four they or five entrees. Off, yeah. <laughs> the appetizers. That's, that's not really how I roll. I feel uncomfortable, but you know, you can order what you want. I do have to say we kept our food in moderation. So let's talk a little bit about some of the coworkers we had. That was interesting. They were a big part of our cruise. Uh, we were in close contact with them a lot. Not only did we, you know, work poolside, work the playroom, but we actually became pretty good friends with a lot of them just due to the close proximity of them. And we would just hang out with them just if we were poolside, suntanning, we would stop and talk with them. Really an amazing group of people. There were some duds, but there were some that were absolutely stellar. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the dud couple. We we really <laughs> debated talking about giving these guys any airtime, but oh my god, I have never wanted to murder two people in my life so bad and I don't know what these I don't know if these I don't know what these people's problems were I don't know okay so here's my take when you're helping a big event you're not the boss don't fucking worry about it and I say that here in a second you'll understand why because I'm gonna let you explain a little bit but I come from a medical background where you you tell your shift leader like hey this went down this went down that's just what you do. And that's not what I'm talking about. Take it from here. I'm going to get pretty graphic. So we're, we're starting the first day of setup. And, oh, God. I wonder if the listeners can hear my blood pressure rise. Because <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm getting fired up on these this nimwits. So we're getting the playroom set up. You know, there's 60 beds in there. First thing she asks is, uh, is this the only playroom? And Bob from Naughty's like, yeah, this is the only playroom. And she's like, well, what about a chocolate room? Well, there's there's no chocolate room. There's just this room. Well, what about a dungeon? No, there's no dungeon. There's just this room. Then she starts in, 
well, the ceilings aren't very high in here. The other ones in the other playroom, they were 10-foot ceilings. And Bob's like, I didn't design the goddamn ship. Are you going to be jumping on the bed? Well, no. Then then we don't need 20-foot fucking ceilings. And that was literally the literally every fucking interaction with these people uh, was something that stupid. Let me ask the listeners this. How many people do you think it takes to change a sheet? In the situations we were in, it was typically two. You know, one on each side of pulling, wiping it down. Me and one guy were changing a sheet. And this one guy comes up and grabs the, literally the hands of the other guy holding the sheet and starts shaking it. And he looks at me like, what the goddamn fuck? And just kind of raises up his hands. These people were getting in the middle of well, shit. They just, they, some village one, was missing their idiots. And it was them. At one point, they were talking about the speakers during <sighs> working the playroom shift. Standing over having, a couple that's fucking right there in the bed. over a couple while they're having sex. The crew leader, like I said, the crew leader got to be one of my buddies. And he's looking. If he's like, these people take a step on the bed, I'm going to yank them down by their collars. He's like, I've just, I've had it with these people. Now. Well, you had it with those people too. Yeah, and I, Miss Thing here is usually the more level-headed of us two for some weird reason. But you were, you were quite the opposite. Yeah. I was trying to keep my distance from them. But. I had done, and I know uh, some of you have seen pictures where I do like the little mohawk look on my hair, and the guy came up to me, told me I color my hair. I do not color my hair. That is like a big thing that I get offended by, and then he had the nerve to grab my hair and shake it and tell me I had a hair piece on. Men do not touch a female's hair. That's you still need consent to touch anything on you. And do not say someone colors their hair. That is that's like a big no no. Number one, I do not color my hair, and this is my real hair. And I got shitty with him. And it had been building because just everything and anything. I dealt with them a little more than you did up there with the nonsense about the beds and this and that. So I walk back to you. <laughs> this is great. And what do I say? You said I'm going to walk around and watch some fucking. I needed something to take my mind off these idiots. <laughs> now, that was you being a bitch. They're the last day we were kind of saying goodbye to some people, and they were sitting right there by us, and they were they were worried about an Uber for whenever they got back they were from. You know, they were already in that frame of mind. And someone said, how'd your last night in the playroom went? I'm like, oh, it went good, but some of the people on our crew were absolute shit. And you're like, they're sitting right there. I'm like, I will tell them they're the village idiots. I have no problem giving my opinion to them at this point. As we say here in Texas, God bless them. Yeah. At one point, they were telling me that the crease going down the sheet was crooked. You're like, they're fixing to be motherfuckers jumping like, heads first. I was like, these people are waiting right here. It's fixing to be real out of line. Like, they're fixing to really shake this bed up. Like, I don't care. Oh, it was bad. And I'm being very nice. So let's move on to the next batch of people that was in our cruise. Let's talk about single guys. We got some, as usual, good and bad. Man, I don't even know where to start on this one. And it's hard because you don't want to lump them up. No, because again, there were some good and bad. Yes. Let's just say the bad. I personally don't think single guys should work the playroom. That brought up some weird situations, and I don't know if the crew... I do think the crew leaders were aware of it. Yeah. Because they'd seen some of it and heard some of it probably from some people complaining as well. But I'd say there were 10 single guys. Five of them were good. Five of them were not worth a crap. Yeah. Our and lead guy um, was actually a single guy, I think. The t- two lead guys were both singles. Yeah. And they were incredible Amazing. guys. We would hang with them anytime and said that. You know, We said, hey, we'd love to lear- work with you. We'd love to hang with you. But we were talking about this afterwards. You know, The difference between the single guys, You know, they were all hitting on you. Um, yeah. One of them in particular... When he was talking to you, he would literally put his arm around you and turn your back and his back to me. Like, like that's a fucking no-no. You're not going to exclude me from shit. The other one, this one kept going on and on to the point I'm like, are you flirting with me or you're flirting with her or are you trying to 
build my ego to get with her, which was weird. And then the third example, he was just rolling. Hey, how you guys doing? Give you know, give both of us a quick hug, and that was it. You yeah. know, kind of left it out there. You know, if you want to hook up with me, I'm here. If not, I'm going on to the next thing. Yeah. So now, in a work environment, it was totally freaking different. You want to take over the single male work environment? In a nutshell, um, well, I'm going to say two. Okay. One of them, he was busy trying to hook up with people or flirting with people. He on, was on duty while they're yes. playing. And he would make little comments, and it was making me uncomfortable, some of the comments. And I was kind of like, oh, you don't be saying that to a female. You know, like, there was just some things, which I did tell our supervisor, and they were going to take care of it. So that's, you know. Um, But the other one, a couple came in he was interested in, and he was trying to get in the bed with them. And he asked the supervisor, and the supervisor was like, uh, no, you're working. You can't do this. And I'm the supervisor did what he should have done. He did a good job about it. But that guy was just like trying to get in the bed and kept trying to come back there. And that's when I kind of got bitchy with him. And I was like, Nope, I got him from here. You go back to the door. We had the one that wasn't him that kept, you know, a couple would be going at it and he'd be interested in the girl and he'd stick his head in the play bed and be like, Hey, what are y'all looking for? Y'all looking for another guy to the point it was creeping people out. And at one point he was like, Oh, I've made out with 14 girls tonight. And I'm like, well, that's obvious because we've been working our asses off and you've been nowhere around the work part of it. Yeah. We've been around enough, and if that was to happen to us, we would be out of there in a split second, even yeah. with our experience level. Because that's the bad thing is you can't say no singles because, like we said, on the flip side, there's some that were really good. And I'd say we ran into some singles that weren't – yeah, we ran into plenty of singles that weren't part of the ambassadors that were good guys. Yeah. So let's get to the high points. Some of the couples we met were absolutely fabulous. There were some that uh, we've already friended on Facebook, and I see us definitely hanging out with at events or going to see in the near future. There was one couple that apparently we ran pretty much in the same circle with them for years and have just never ran into them. And so when they realized that we were good friends with their friends, it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, some of them were just instant friendships because we knew the same people. Yep. Now let's talk about some of the lows that we had on our trip. Your lows. My lows. I can never go through a big event without some sort of anxiety attack. And this one reared its ugly head. This one reared its ugly head for a couple reasons. One we're going to get into here in a minute is our trouble with hookups. Two was the excessive amount of alcohol. I've learned over the years that alcohol is a trigger for me. And if I'm having a low, alcohol is definitely not the thing to go to. Well, and there wasn't a lot to do on the cruise when we're off time except grab a drink at the bar. Yeah, we're fucking or we're drinking. So we weren't fucking. So there was a lot of drinking. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a nasty attack one night in particular. I'm Midweek, Tuesday, yep. probably. Started Tuesday, and Wednesday was the, the big blow up. And mainly it was because we were having zero luck with hookups. And with that said, hey, I'm fine with my partner. We had some good sex between the two of us. Yes, so, we did. So, yeah. <laughs> but it got to be one of those situations where, you know, even with us doing this podcast and us feel like we're doing the right thing, nothing was working, which makes me think, hey, do I need to be in this? Is it me? Am I unattractive? Is there something wrong with me when it seems like everybody else is? Having good luck? Well, and I kept trying to tell you Monday and Tuesday, the first couple of days, hey, there's not a lot of hookups going on. And I kept trying to kind of tell you here and there, but you weren't you weren't taking what I was putting out there for you. Well, but we were also in our good fishing mode. We were we were bringing our A game. We said we were going to. And we also realized, you know, sometimes you got to make it happen right then or you don't see them again. But just comedy of errors. A lot of shit happened that didn't work out for us. But again, that put me into a big tailspin one night. And you were up having fun dancing. And I started having a little anxiety attack. 
And what's funny is uh, Rob Little, that we'll talk about later, he caught me. He was talking to you, and he's like, hey, let's go get a drink. And I think he realized something was wrong because they were trying to make me a mixed drink and didn't have the mixers. I'm like, I'll just drink straight alcohol. And he's kind of like, oh, this is a new side of Lee I haven't seen. Yes. So luckily, Rob got sidetracked. And one of the team leaders that I talked about, he actually approached me and said, hey, Kimmy said you have anxiety. Now, I'm thinking you are seeing me have an anxiety attack or start getting an introvert status and send them away. But you said you didn't. Nope. He just had that conversation with you. And he and I had a amazing conversation. For me, it helps sometimes when I realize that other people suffer from these mental issues that I have. And when I can talk through it, it with somebody, it really helps my uh, mindset. Well, and then the next day, when you really had it out, you went up to the coffee bar and you had someone else that kind of re-said what he had said too. So I think that that helped you come down a little bit. And they kind of talked about the way the cruise is. Well, I talked to an experienced traveler that I think they had done 20 lifestyle cruises. And they said this is the least hookup friendly one they've been on. And they were experienced players and had about the same level of time in the lifestyle as us. And they just said, we, we're having no luck as well. And that seemed to be a theme for a lot of people that we talked to that, you know, there was hooking up. I'm not going to pretend like there's not. No, some no. people had good luck. Uh, we saw a lot of it we, in the playroom. We room. saw some of it. But uh, just for where we were going and what we went to wanted to accomplish, it just, it wasn't happening. And, and that frustrated me. I felt like this cruise was more, I don't want to say a rave party, but it was, we're all going to party. We're going to get drunk. Look at my tits. I'm dressed up fancy. I've got my boobs out. I I think I'm a swinger. Yes. Which was a disappointment. Again, as I said earlier, I went into this thinking this is going to be, you know, we're on our A game. We're in a boat with sexy people. This is a lifestyle cruise, and it didn't really play out to that be that. Yeah. Well, and we've gone on to so many big lifestyle events that that's what we were thinking it. You know, our mindset was that. We're going to see people in the playroom at at night. People are going to be like, hey, you want to go hook up? It wasn't that at all. Well, one thing that you said to me that made total sense, you said, look at our pool party. How much play do we get there? You know, it's people that play. It's people we know. We're on our A game. We hook up a lot. You said the same thing about Naughty New Orleans, you know, some of the times. There's people that are there to play. We're on our A game. We take people back to the room. This was this was not our pool party or Naughty New Orleans. Feel was totally different. Yep. So let's talk about some of the misconnections, and we'll just give some examples here. Let me go ahead and just reiterate how we were playing things. We put a no pressure on people. We connect with people, chat with them a bit, and just kind of lay it out. Hey, we like you guys. You're attractive. If you're interested in playing at any point, the ball's in your court. Please let us know. Yeah. We always find that open-ended. I'm not putting you on the spot. You want to play right now. And sometimes when there's people that are interested in playing, they, hey, they can snatch you up right then. They say, you know, we don't need to think about it. Let's do it. There's some that'll mill around and like we would talk about it and come back to you. Well, and a lot of times if we are interested in someone like at a big event, if we see them again, we'll kind of, I don't want to say, we'll, we'll be in their sight. So if, if they want to approach us, hey, we've talked about y'all or we're interested in y'all, like we get in their sight so they can see us again. If that makes sense. I don't want to say we stalk them, but. No, we, we, we'll say let's let's see and be seen. Let's make sure we're yeah. in these people line of sight. So now let's talk about one of the biggest disappointments we had. One night at dinner, there was a couple at an adjoining table that started up a conversation with us. And that's one thing I always try to do. Chat with everybody around you. Just yeah, unless they absolutely look miserable or like they're fighting, chat with them. This, Even then just be like, hey, yeah. how are y'all doing? That's what I do. Exactly. <laughs> So this couple started chatting us up, and we finished our dinner, and they were still in the middle of theirs, and we went over and got introductions. Uh, they had a two single guys with them, got introductions. Non-lifestyle. Non-lifestyle that were new to it. We don't normally talk about couples' uh, looks, but I'm, I'm going to give the quick rundown of this couple. He was 
tall, broad-shouldered, tattooed. Tattooed. Uh, tattooed. Uh, what, part <laughs> black, part Puerto Rican, I yep. believe. She was short, busty, a lot of booty, full Puerto Rican. Yes. Again, these two were super attractive. I would say if you were to see them in Walmart at 3 a.m. picking up dog food or cat food and sweats, you would still stop and say these two are fucking gorgeous. Still um, friendly, super friendly. Yeah, and super nice. I mean, we hit it off really good. Uh, they went and I don't, I don't remember where they got it from, but they came with us back with some shots. We toasted. During the conversation, you know, they kind of let it out. They said, we're going to the playroom later. We'd like to see y'all. I'm like, okay, there, there's a, a, a hint. We, we chat a little bit more, and they said, uh, we'll be in the playroom. We would like y'all to come join us in the playroom. And we're like, okay, that's a given. So it was uh, one of the theme nights that we were off. So we were going to change, and we said, we will meet you guys up on the pool deck here in a bit. And I think even as we were walking out of the uh, dinner area, we kind of looked and said, do we need to even have a discussion on them? Yeah. And we're like, this is a given. Um, it's, it's a go. I mean, we don't even need to have a talk. So we go and change, and we meet them up on poolside. And things started getting a little weird right off the bat. We kind of chatted her a little bit. And I think he was sitting on the side of the pot tub. Well, he was socializing. He was yeah. talking to everyone that was walking by. And so, I mean, he's there to party. It's still early, so, you know. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, we'll let everybody get their groove on. But I know I was kind of flirting with her a little bit. And at one point, I kind of spun her around because I was wanting to see her booty again. She was in this sexy little outfit and just had to get another good rear view. And the one of the single guys w- asked you. He kind of cornered you? me. Yeah. Like he he kind of alienated me a little bit from everyone and said, so you guys are just into her? You just want her? And I was like, no. And he goes, well, you guys are all over her. And I was like, no. I said, we're just having a good time. We're just doing drinks and hanging out. And he was like, well, then why are you guys all... Uh, all on her and I was like we're not we'd be all over both of them if we get a chance it's just yeah, uh, we, it, we're, it we weren't weird. understanding where he was going with this question you know maybe because it was new yeah I, I don't think it was anything rude but uh we're just like hey this is just kind of how we party we, we meet a couple we'll try to advance a little bit and then if all goes well we end up in a bed somewhere yeah so she ended up making with the out with the other single guy and then the guy of the couple he disappeared and yeah. never really came back that we had seen and we're kind of like okay that's uh, a done deal and we, we went to the playroom that night, didn't see them down there. We were yeah. off that night. And the rest of the week, they're just kind of like, hey, how's it going? There was no more flirty. or And like I say, even even when we parted ways with them at dinner, they gave both of I didn't realize he gave you a kiss as well, but yeah. I got a hell of a kiss from her. And I was like, I think that's a go. And you're like, yeah, we're, I think we're in. And it, it turned weird. So, again, that's kind of how the week started. Yep. And then another weird episode that we had <laughs> – was I had a crew member. She was all Which all you, you up chatted on. her up a bit, but not I was nice to yeah, her. But I didn't and I kept asking, Am I sending her mixed mixed? Well you're messages? asking people that we're with, you're like, Are you noticing me doing anything that I shouldn't yeah. be that's given her because she was honed in on us. She was very honed in on us. And by the last I think she's wanted to experiment. I think just the yes. fact that you Show her attention nice. was you're still gonna be the same nice to everybody regardless. I'm be nice to anyone, and that's what I kept. I mean, I asked Rob Little. I was like, because he was there with me at one point when she came up, and I was like, "Am I flirting and not realizing I'm flirting? Like, you know, like I'm oblivious sometimes." And he was like, "No, he goes, you're not." The very last night, it got to the point where she was like furious with me. Well, she actually asked. She said, "Can I go back to y'all's room with you?" 
and you're like, oh, I think we're looking for a couple tonight, but thank you. Or you said we had to, we actually had a shift work that yeah, night. Yeah, no, what, I said we had to work because yeah, we did you, work that night. But it was one of those deals I told you, I was like, you, we need to practice what we preach here and say, hey, just I don't think it's going to be a good fit because she, well, was, eating she, up, was, she fall- was eating up a lot of our time. She was following me around. She started like kissing me. Like, and I was like, what the heck? Well, I remember one point you were talking about, uh, worried about, you know, issues we've had with unicorns and you say some of them are trying to steal your husband she's like oh i'm not trying to steal your husband in this instance (laughs) no she was trying to steal me yeah it just got weird she followed us to like the back 40 when we were doing our walk around the back of the ship like it you had had a puppy dog yeah it got a little crazy that probably should shut that shit down quicker that's hard but you know it saved everybody saved everybody a lot of time and emotions yep so we met another couple that we threw out our bait on pretty hard that was a no-go we met a fit, attractive couple in the solarium pool, which is the nude area. And I was nude. I don't think anyone else was. <laughs> I think I had my booty shorts on. I think they were in full swimsuits, which kind of yeah. caught me off guard. But we had a good chat with them and probably for the better part of an hour. Uh, I would say almost two hours. Would you? Yeah. Again, the, we, and we kind of coupled off with you know him and her or me and her and you and him. And we're kind of having some vibes going. and Everything was going good. Talk was good and seemed to be leading towards things. And I know they were newbies, right? They were newbies, but they were newbies as a couple. They both were single in the lifestyle. Part of our discussions were about play. So we knew they played. We knew boundaries. We we had that part of the conversation. Yes. And they were interested. They flat out said it. Yeah. So then when we were kind of splitting off, like I said, you don't want to spend all day with somebody. Yeah. But we were kind of splitting off and going our separate ways and kind of agreeing to meet later. And I think we both got kisses from them. And I told her, I was like, I've really enjoyed talking to you. And she kind of scratched my chest and she's like, I like you. I enjoy your energy. I'm like, okay, this is a good thing. And I caught you and I said, we, you said, I've already propositioned. I said, okay, good. She said, I think we're going to probably find them later. Well, they had a dinner date. Yeah. And then they were going to scheduled. Yeah. And then they were going to meet up with us later that evening. It was the plan. So then we find him later and like, hey, what are y'all looking for now? And he's like, well, she's sick and drank too much and in bed. And that was literally, again, these two scenarios are literally just repeated all week. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on for, I think we're like 0 for 10 literally on trying to hook up with anybody. As bad as that sounds. It was just constant. We talked to a lot of people that, with a lot of experience that said the same thing. They said, we can't give it away. And we, we felt that way. We did have one of the crew members that we thought we would play with, but it, it started off kind of good with them the first night. Um, she was showing me her pussy and uh, was kind of flirting, but then they kind of got, she kind of went cold. And, you know, he yeah. was, he was all into you, but it just, they just, she was hot weird. and cold. And then it was just timing because they were working or we were yeah. working. And then it was like, they got dressed up and then it was like, well, let's go play. But they literally just walked up for, with their costumes on. So it was just, the timing was horrible with them. Well, there was another one on the crew that we liked them and I was kind of boning for her and pointed her out specifically. And you made the point that you said, I see her cuddling up and snuggling into you during the day and then at night when we're somewhere she's at arm's length yep which one night she told me she apologized she's like i got sick and green from the motion sickness one night and had to go to bed but that was hell it just it was the oddest hell we just we couldn't give it away (laughs) we and that again that's what triggered my anxiety i'm like you know is it me i mean am i holding this uh hookups back or again I, i really got my head bad well, and at that point, that's when I kind of said, we need to quit thinking this is a lifestyle cruise and right. that we're trying to hook up. 
I said, we just need to party and have fun like everyone else. And if someone comes to us and wants to hook up, then we'll discuss it. Eventually, we had to, or I had to, know our worth. I say that term a lot, you know, tell people, know your worth. You know, you're worth something. You shouldn't have to chase people. You told me that. We're done chasing people. Yeah. We ended up having one chasing us in the hot tub that we met. We were actually sitting by her, and she turned around. She's like, oh, my God, y'all are beautiful, and started talking to us. And it turned out to be the one in the lace dress. And we're kind of like, hey, not to kink shame anybody, but they might have been a little crazy for our tastes. I'd, I'd, we, we, might have, we might have dodged a bullet on that one. I think we would probably hang out with them as totally. friends. Oh, totally, totally. But I think our play style would be not in the same spot. Maybe he was just feeling his oats that night. It was it, She looked like she could fuck. I was enjoying watching her, but he was all over the place. Yes. He was all over the place while we were in the hot tub, so it's no surprise that the playroom was no different. Yep. Well, to add insult to injury on this, some new friends we made from the New Hampshire area, they host parties. He was telling me the last day that they had 16 people scheduled to go to the playroom that night, yep. and only four of them showed up. He was agreeing with us. He said, we've played with these people. They're literally our best friends. And he said, we had 16 to 20 people from our group that were supposed to be there, and nobody shows up. So he said, I agree with you all that it's not a hookup cruise. Those of you that know us really well know that we do not lead that we have a podcast. We are very, I guess, humble and <laughs> <laughs> good word. Yeah. I don't know about that, but go ahead. So we had some people that would come up to us and be like, oh my God, I recognize your voice. You guys have a podcast and still throws us off. I mean, we've been doing this a couple of years when people recognize us. It's, it's yeah. just, it's odd. Yeah. We, we were in the solarium one day talking to a group of people and one guy turned to me and said, oh my God, you have a podcast. I, I felt, I felt weird. I'm like, why? And he's like. And then I was like, okay, that's just rude. He apparently recognizes. Yeah. And I said, yeah. He's like, uh, the flamingos. And I said, yeah. He said, I recognize your voice, which two Texans with hick accents in the middle of a bunch of uh, Puerto Ricans and Northerners. Yeah, we we stood out. It's it's one of those deals. It feels weird. We have some friends that, that have known us for five or six years that went to introduce us to some others. And they're like, hey, they're podcasters. And I said, stop, stop, stop. I was like, you've known us as Lee and Kimmy for six years. I was like, don't don't let that be our lead in. I hope we have so much more to offer than a freaking crappy ass show. <laughs> that uh, you know, we appreciate you listening, but you know, we we feel we, like we got so much more to offer than. We just, love uh, our listeners and we enjoy doing this, but we're not. It's, it's for it's almost for our own amusement more than anything. Just kind of yeah, we're not doing this to make ourselves famous or to make yeah. us look. Oh, look at us! You know. We do know people that do that, and that's great for them, but that's not how we are. And it was kind of, I don't want to say it was embarrassing, but it was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know, just say, hey, thank you. Know, what, what did you like or what don't you like? Yeah. And they'll give us some pros and cons and say, hey, thank you. Yeah. You know, submit ideas to us, but fuck, I don't want to sit around and talk about our show. You are at a disadvantage. We do find that, that they know so much about you because there's yes. not much on us that's sugar-coated. You know, we almost have to say, well, tell us about you. 35 episodes or whatever, you know some shit about us. Tell us about you. So that, that was an odd. We by no means go up to people and, hey, we do a podcast and stuff. We have more people that find it on accident and be like, did we meet you? And it's like, yeah, then, then we actually uh, tell about. It was weird because they were very comfortable with us and they were like, oh my God, you guys are just the same in person and this and that, you know, but it was, and so we were like, well, tell us about you because yeah. we don't know anything about you and you know everything about us. Like, <laughs> it's like they've read our police record. <laughs> it's like right. on, on December 15th, you, you did this and you got this assault charge and this and this. Yeah. Okay. Do you got anything bad I need to know? But we did meet another podcast and we kind of did that. You have to yeah, admit okay, it. So, so the, here's the weird thing. Yeah. Here's, here's the weirdest way to meet some people. 
I had heard that uh, Bella and Jace from our foreplay podcast was going to be on the cruise. So I was kind of looking for them. And the place I happened to run into them was in the playroom. So these two are literally getting dressed. They're walking around butt ass naked. And I, again, I'm, I'm about twice their age. <laughs> Not quite, but pretty close. And I said, I hate to be a creeper, but are you Bella and Jace? And they're like, hey, yeah. And I said, okay, this is the most weird situation to meet you under. But I said, I listen to your show and I flagged you down. And I actually told them that we do a podcast as well. And we're from Dallas and they have Oklahoma ties. So we had a pretty good chat while they're standing there butt ass naked trying to get dressed. And I said, I'm so sorry for ambushing you guys. But well, with that said, uh, Bella and Jace will be at Podbash. They, yeah. have, they have joined the group and again, a fun new podcast. What we really like about them is they are a young, fresh view on it. You do realize they're the age that we were. I did catch that. Actually, you were younger and I was a few years older. And yeah. what's funny is I, I'm sitting here calling them kids. I sound like the old grandpa. Oh, back when I was a kid, we used to have to walk to the swinger club in the snow, uphill, both ways. Hell, I sound like that guy. Now. I do sound like the old guy. We don't did start I? out in Arkansas. We did have to walk through the snow. Yeah, pretty close, pretty close. <laughs> They are super good guys. They're, they're super sweet. They were very flattered that and they of were the true compliments. To, they yeah. were true to themselves. So if you haven't listened, I'm sure you already listened to them, but check them out. They're big on TikTok. They're the, one of these younger generation ones that are into the consensual, open, non-monogamy. Yeah, and open. they can be out there about it. We, you know, we, we have a little different uh, generation with you and I that yep. we can't expose ourselves. But it's good to see young, attractive, intelligent people in this space. And they practice what they're putting out there. We've, seen, put we've synced them in the playroom, so <laughs> yep. we're not telling these stories. <laughs> but we look forward to having them and getting to know them better. Well, you know we're not going to sugarcoat anything or hide any nasty from you. And i got to say, even on this uh, trip, we saw some nasty. Now, I can tell you a quick way on a cruise if you want a personal butler as well as room service. And that's to start a fucking fight on a cruise ship. Yeah, we saw it. But I will say the staff took care of it quickly. Yes, Basically, there was a disagreement in a hot tub, and somebody threw a drink on a girl, and somebody punched somebody, and they were about four or five rooms down from us, and they had a security guard sitting out their room the whole rest of the trip, and this probably happened on Tuesday. Yeah, it was early on. I mean, it just goes back to when you can't handle your drinks. From what I heard is that they it was over jealousy, over something stupid. You know, no place for that drama in the lifestyle. Well, we ran into some locals that have said some nasty shit about us online. You know, not podcast related, but within some of the groups we're in. And they said some nasty shit about us. And, and guess what? Yeah, he comes up and wants to talk to us and shake our hands and be our friends. And I shook his hand and basically just said, uh-huh, yeah, that's us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't give him any more play than that. But I also didn't uh, drop him and end up in a pokey the rest of the week. So yeah. it was one of those deals where it's just... Cooler heads prevail. If you're not mature enough to keep your shit in check at a lifestyle event, don't go to the motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Even if I made an ass of myself and not hit them, it could have still ended up badly. So just keep your shit in check. Yep. Well, we're winding down here, but I still think we got a bunch of little memorable tidbits to share, don't you? Oh, yeah. Let's what? talk about some of our exciting adventures. <laughs> oh, my God. There's always something weird going on. Yeah. I, I don't think if uh, we made it through an event unscathed, it would be an event for us. Let's talk about when we got off the elevators up by the poolside. Do you remember that night? Yeah. Well, we were leaving the club and coming out of the elevator, and there was a very thick-built Mexican guy that kind of fell into me. The boat was rocking hard that night, and everybody had been drinking, leaving the club, and I kind of just reached out and caught him. You know, I just kind of put my hands and steadied him, and he turned around and kind of squared up on me, and 
Yeah, I thought he was fixing to yeah, go to blows I, I, with I you. I wasn't sure what he was looking at me like that for, but it wasn't super friendly. I, hell, I, all I literally did was steady him. And then he was speaking Spanish, which I, I don't hablo. And I literally said, uh, no hablo inglés, uh, no hablo espanol. And then he started speaking English, him and his woman, for a bit. He's like, oh, you don't speak Spanish. I'm like, no, no, good. You speak English. And then he went back to Spanish. And then he still kind of, I couldn't tell he squaring up on me, which I wasn't even really in a defensive. Yeah, he looked pissed. I wasn't even really in defensive posture. I just like, hey, this poor guy's drunk and then you'll miss a step. No, for once you were actually chill. I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) And I was, you know, like, hey man, how's it going and whatnot. And he was, was speaking in English and Spanish both. And then all at once it seemed like everything was cool. And then he was trying to hobble to me some more. And I'm like, buddy, English, man. And then he would switch back and forth. And then finally I was like, uh, and he was saying, uh, amigos, amigos, and wanting to give me hugs. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And he kind of acted like, you know, they were interested in us. I'm like, yeah, we're, there's a language barrier here, you know, because they're both kind of like, hey, hey. And uh, finally I was like, uh, cervezas, adios, <laughs> and he kind of skated out of there. It, it was weird, but. Uh, I, yeah, I thought he was. I wonder And I wasn't in a defensive posture. I'm just kind of like, no. uh, am I, are you wanting to fight? I don't know what's going on here. I think that maybe they were fighting. And then when you bumped into him, I think that he... Well, I didn't bump he, into him. He fell into, well, literally yeah, fell Well, yeah, like when me. he bumped into you, I think that he went crazy. Was in a mood? Okay. Yeah. He was... <laughs> I didn't end up in pokey, though, so no. neither of us did. But I, we were friends afterwards. We just didn't understand a damn freaking word. That was weird. Let's talk about some of the meet and greets. Because there was some on the ship, you know. Talk about one that you thought was... A little odd. Now somebody explain the logistics of this one. They had a AA, an Alcoholics Anonymous, meet and greet at the fucking Martini Bar. Explain yes. that one to me. That's like having Gamblers Anonymous meet in the and casino. Greet in the casino. <laughs> Was there one of those? That would have been a good show. <laughs> hey, I know you aren't spending money, but I have about a 20 spot on red here. And some of our friends that worked it were like, yeah, it was like five minutes. And they said, we started drinking and then we got to room. People were there for five minutes and then left. Well, the martini bar was kind of a happening spot. Again, that, that was the one thing. There was limited areas. The poolside was happening, playroom. There was a sky lounge that had the after party. And the martini was lounge was pretty much the hub. That's what we would do when we would get up for a nap or between shifts is we would go hang out at the martini bar. And it was kind of an intimate place to talk to people. Yeah. I found a new love for uh, espresso martinis. Holy yeah. shit. You went through Co- a lot. Coffee and alcohol. Can't, can't beat that mixture. <laughs> I was buzzed and drunk at the same time. Or buzzed and, uh, yeah, buzzed and drunk. Yep, buzzed and hyped up. <laughs> I'm ready to do this shit. We have to mention one of our good buddies, Rob Little, the comedian. Name dropper. Yes. It was awesome getting to hang out at the high seas with him. Well, and it, we actually got to, like, chill with him, like, all week. And I'm convinced I was his wing woman. You probably got him some booty. You just didn't. Yes. Now, we were going to go to his room and take some nude pictures on his balcony, but we never got around to it. We've, nope. So much going on, we forgot about that. Yep. Well, he was laughing. He used some pictures of you in his presentation prior to the comedian routine he did. And there was one of them that we've included online or on our personal Facebook. And when we recorded with him, it had you and him in bed with our Let's Flamingle blanket. And I'm standing in the background like, what the fuck? And on the caption on that, he said, I had sex with a sexy couple, or maybe I didn't. And people were coming up saying, yo, how do you know Rob? And I'm like, oh, God. It just it just keeps, the legend keeps growing. A lot of people were like, oh, yeah, he put himself in there. I was like, no, that's a real picture. But yeah, that one was real. <laughs> that's a real picture of us in bed. Well, we got to go ahead and give a big shout out to iOS Connections, Jason and Heather. They're kind of the ones that brought us into this whole mess. And Jason had a couple hella sets as ta- Taylor Time, DJ Taylor Time. Oh, yeah danced my ass off. 
him and he brought his buddy uh, B Smooth. Yes. They absolutely murdered it. We're not big on a lot of EDM unless it's done right. I'm not a dancer by any means, but I danced some, quite a bit with you. You danced your motherfucking ass off one night. Oh, yeah. Jason had me get up on the stage and I I was dying. I realized how old I was real quick. Well, you got a little <laughs> snitty from uh, some snit from a girl, didn't you? Yep, one of the hype girls uh, that we've known from the past, and she was upset because she couldn't get on the stage. She told you to move, that you, she was going to get up there, and Jason said, nope, she's supposed to be here. Yep. <laughs> you said she's giving you dirty looks the rest of the week. <laughs> oh, well, she'll learn. Another act that we got introduced to was DJ Tatiana, and holy crap, that next level. Like I said, we know some good DJs, but that chick was amazing. Oh, my gosh. she's She's hot, too. She's hot. Well, the other story we heard on her is that for a number of years, she disguised herself as a male because there was not many, if any, female DJs. I'd let her pick me up. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) I know the type of woman I need to start looking for now, too. Holy crap. She had long dreads. (laughs) I could find some of that. Well, one of the chicks that I was boning over had dreads, but she also did the uh, pegging and prostate classes. So I'm like, well, I might pass on her. Might be a little wild. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see if it's done right. <laughs> so another what the fuck moment was when I was working the pool area, this chick comes off the dance floor and was like, these are nasty ass people. Fuck all these people. And like the guy that she was with was trying to grab her and she was so upset from what I gathered. She didn't know what kind of trip she was on. <laughs> she was Freaking out. And I mean, this was poolside dancing, so uh, there was nothing going on up there. You couldn't do anything. I was like, oh my God, she's going to die if she finds out there's a playroom downstairs. <laughs> I didn't see her the rest of the trip. So what would you do if a date broke you in like that, took you on a lifestyle cruise, even if it wasn't hardcore? What would you do? Well, I'd probably be okay with it. but <laughs> She apparently wasn't. She's not you. She's not uh, undoing the curtains in the middle of an orgy, needless to say. Gotcha. <laughs> Well, I hate to keep name dropping, but we ran into Ray and D from Club Euphoria up in Ohio or Nebraska or some bumfuck state that isn't Texas. But anyway, <laughs> I know if you're not Texan, you're you're I'm northern. Some, yeah, you're northern. Everybody <laughs> north of us is a northerner. So while we were pulling down the playroom one night, there was approximately 40 to 60 mattresses and beds. The hard part is we had to take them through the cruise ship to the elevator. And they had one elevator for us just to take to the bottom bowels of the ship where they shrink wrapped them and shipped them back so anyway ray is riding the elevator and undoing them in the basement so we load these 10 mattresses into one elevator and he goes zipping off we sit there for a couple minutes and i'd say about five minutes later it seemed like he comes back down and as he's passing the glass view of the elevator he's got this look on his face like what the fuck because it went all the way to the top and dicked around and then as he's going by he's just got this look like sons of bitches this is taking forever we're on the third floor and it got yeah. went all the way up to the 11th floor because someone pushed the button the look on his face is just i, I wish i could even mimic it he just he was like this is bullshit <laughs> and everybody's like did you see the look he had on his face <laughs> Well, you made a big impact on this cruise as normal. That's one thing that when we started working the poolside, we would split off and much like everywhere else, kind of work the room. I really felt like we were both on our A games this this trip on meeting people. Which is crazy because I actually thought I was calmer and quieter this trip. What's crazy, some chick kind of cornered me and was just kind of flirting, kind of chatting. And she said, are you the extrovert in your <laughs> marriage? And I started laughing. I'm like, oh my God. I'm the introvert. And she's like, really? You're coming off as... You're like, you have not met my wife. Yeah. Well, a lot of people that when I would meet them, 
I, I, I'd introduce myself and they're like, oh, are you with someone? And I said, yeah, my wife is the blonde haired, uh, with shaved the, head. And they said, oh, the chick with the mohawk, uh, you know, Kimmy, and, you know, they either knew you or whatever. So I've decided I'm gonna get me a shirt that said, yes, I'm Mr. Kimmy. Yeah. Because <laughs> literally everybody would like, already knew your name. That was weird. Cause like I said, I felt like I was calmer and quieter on this trip. And we were walking, like when I was working the playroom, people would be like, hey, Kimmy, could you bring me a towel? Hey, Kimmy, da 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 this curtain. And I'm like, how the fuck do all these people know my name? We did have name tags, though, so. But it didn't say Kimmy. Gotcha. Actually said my legal name. Again, that's what pissed me off. I do think we're on our A game on meeting people. It was it, it felt good. I finally just came to the realization that this was a social and not a sexual trip. Yep. Once I got that in my head, the trip went a lot smoother for me. I was flattered. The young lady that I was talking to that called me an extrovert said that we may not be hooking up with too many people because I was too muscular. I was like, shit, <laughs> write that down for me. I need to feel better about myself. I need a little boost. Well, talking about uh, you hooking up with people, what kind of... Uh... Oh, my God. You talk about my only real hookup I could have had? Your DILF. Oh, God. Don't go there. <laughs> so... So to, to, to add to the story about us pulling down the playroom, like I said, we, they closed an hour early one night, and we stripped everything within 45 minutes, had all the beds knocked down, mattresses hauled through there. There was a, I'm going to say bi-male couple. Cause yeah, they were bi. A bi-male couple, and I, I'm pretty sure they were a couple and not just hanging out together. Yes. They came to the playroom with an entourage of them, two hot girls, and another guy. And they're like, oh, the playroom's closed. And one of the ladies said, yeah, we closed down an hour early. And one of them walks by and kind of grabs hold of my arm. And he's like, why don't you go back to my room? And I'm like, I better not. And he goes, oh, puppy, why not? <laughs> I'm like, uh. <laughs> it, it caught me off guard. I guess I was just tired. I get hit on by gay guys when we go wherever. It usually doesn't. It, it caught me off my freaking rocker that time. I'm like, uh, because I'm busy. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, darn. And uh, they walked off. And one of the ladies that was there, she's like, oh, puppy, there's you some. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> And I told you, I was like, now, if it had been a cute Cuban girl or two cute Cuban girls that said that, I'd been in the nearest restroom with them in a heartbeat. But well, it's because every time someone, one of the females come up and say, oh, Poppy, you're yeah, like, ah, I'm melting like butter. When, a, when, when a guy said it, I'm kind of like, okay, you might have me there. <laughs> you, you didn't know how to respond when he said it to yeah, you. Yeah, I actually, actually had to think about a reason I couldn't. <laughs> you're like, where's my wife? <laughs> Am I married? Does that, does that make a difference? <laughs> Damn it. You had to bring that one up, didn't you? Yeah, that one was funny. All right, we've rambled on forever on this one. But again, it was a hell of a trip to document. Oh, yeah, definitely. So let's uh, finish with a few final ideas and let everybody go. Would you do this trip again? I would, but I think that I would keep in mind that it wasn't a lifestyle event like what we're used to. It's a open-minded event. It was loosely an LS event. What I was remembering, I was wanting to say on Rob Little, I told him that we were not having good luck. Rob said, I went on a vanilla cruise the week before. And scored more than I have on this cruise. So he said, you're probably pretty accurate on your estimation of it. Yeah. What are some things we could have done different? I think that we should have realized earlier on that our fishing wasn't working. And been there more to party and not get butt hurt that the hookups weren't having. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think it was good practice. But I think the realization that shit was not going to happen and having less expectations would have helped me personally. I know when I finally came to that realization that, hey, I'm here to have a fun time, work, and party, and, and took the pressure of the trying to score out of it, it made a big difference on my attitude. I realized that earlier on, though, and I think that that's, that was the difference between me and you. I'm a doer, though. I'm going to get this shit done. 
I know. <laughs> you are one track mind when it comes to the, some of the events we go and to. And I don't think with the right head is what you're saying. Yes. He leads me around. Sometimes it's not down a good path. No. All right. So what else? Well, I think that we need to just kind of keep this in mind. You know, what what we learned, what we learned about each other and about the event and kind of for future events, adjust where we need to. Well, what was your take from all this? I definitely look forward to our next lifestyle cruise. I think on the next one, I'll be a little more focused on just working our process and letting what happens happens. Again, I went into this one with too many expectations and it ended up biting me in the ass. The other thing is it wasn't a hardcore lifestyle event. I think the processes we have in place were much more geared towards a play environment. I agree with what you said. So with that said, we have four or five more big events coming up and we'll see what we can catch. Yep. So everyone, let's go Flamingo. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her at 944 Nope, 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 I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Well, since we've already kind of dropped the bomb, bomb. <laughs> <laughs>